Happy Halloween. When you're out on the trail, the last thing you should have to worry about is your clothing. Enter Rail Riders Adventure Clothing. These unique proprietors make the toughest clothes on the planet. Unique, function-first designs that are designed not only to survive, but to thrive in the harshest of conditions. Single sets of Rail Riders clothing have been worn all along all three major U.S. long trails, crossed thousands of miles of desert and steppe, ventured deep into the jungle, fished the flats of the Bahamas, and succeeded everywhere in between. To order, go to www.railriders.com and use code TRAILSHOW at checkout for 10% off your next order. You're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yo! Junaid Special 41. Daoud. I don't think you need to tell him, buddy, pop, if you got some of them little brandy on the little nub nub or something or something. And now, broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Woohoo! Yeah! All right, coming to you live from the Bobby Walters Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. It is The Trail Show, and we are live at our South Boulder Studios telecasting complex once again, D-Lo. The Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over half a million times in 80 countries across the globe. We are heard worldwide on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and at thetrailshow.com. Thanks again to Rail Riders for joining our Trail Show family of advertisers. You'll be hearing more about Rail Riders a bit later in the show. If your business or company or nonprofit is interested in partnering with the Trail Show, please email our crack sales team at sales at thetrailshow.com. Partner with the Trail Show and get the word out about your company. That contact info again, Delo, is sales at thetrailshow.com. That's right. For just $19.99, you can list all of your swag gear on the Trail Show and sell it to our half a million listeners. And we will only take of your $19.99 about $18.99. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, that email address is disco. It's actually more than $19.99, but whatever. Sales at thetrailshow.com. Yeah. Back to you, Zippy. Stickers. <laughs> oh, d- man, please, don't start that. We'll deal. give you some stickers if you sell your swag on the trail show. <laughs> Not just stickers, but blood orange IPA stickers. Blood orange. All right, we got to set the table. Somebody. I think we should skip the signing of the table. What? Why don't we just You're get trying to it? change things? How will we know what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, we, we don't necessarily follow the order anyway. Wait a minute. We you have to. Are you saying we kind of go ad hoc sometimes? Yes. Kind of spooky it. for the Halloween episode, yeah. right? Ooh, what's coming next? Well, we do have we do have some spooky things in store for you today. I have actually something new that I'll be debuting this month, which I like to call the ESAC, which is the extra special audio clip. Ooh, never wow. never been debuted wow, on Trail Show wow. before, so get ready for that. This right. isn't just another like <clears throat> fart noise on your little box, there, is it? I like no, to no, just, no. Okay. I like to just okay. grab them okay. in the ESAC. All right. Since we're not saying the table, we should get right into Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Take it away, Dilo. Ah, yes. This week, we are drinking uh, Magic Hat. 
which used to be a craft beer, but what? is now distributed by some sort of gigantic company in the United States. I forget exactly which. They probably distribute Budweiser or something How dare like that. you? Coors, Miller Coors, Sab Miller Coors, InBev. I don't really know, but that's why you can now get Magic Hat in Colorado. But nonetheless, it's a fine beer. It's a tasty beer. It's well, one that's... that I was enjoyed and very enjoyed much during my college days. In fact, a Magic Hat number nine was one of my my go to college that's, beers. Uh, that's what I'm drinking right now. Yeah. Yeah. I've got so, the uh, the Smash Hits IPA. We've also got the Long Strange Trip from the uh, Boulevard Brewing. Boulevard. And they, they yeah. made the Tank 7, which we love so much. We've had that on previous shows. Yes. Boulevard is a great brewing company. Yeah, uh, actually, their little special 22-ounce bomber offerings, I feel, are, are much more delicious than their regular 12-ounce bottle offerings. And, and they're, they're pretty good price, I think. They're yeah. like nine bucks. Nine, nine bucks for a bomber. I think that's pretty good. Well, oh, that is nice. That's, that's a little nice. high dollar, but no, yeah. it's not the high dollar. You could spend much more on a bomber if you're so inclined. So All right, that's I mean, especially nice. for a good one too. Yeah. So, Whoa! Oh! Hey, now party explosions going on in the all studio night, here. All night, all night long. We have a special guest in studio, ladies and gentlemen. She was taping a special across the hall in studio this month, fresh off the Pacific Crest Trail. We have Amanda Zool Jameson. Hello. Thanks Zool. for guessing with us tonight. Zool. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very cool. We uh, we're gonna we're gonna pick her brain about having just gotten off the Pacific Crest Trail three weeks ago. Uh, we're all sort of jealous, sort of wishing that it had been us instead of you. But we're glad you had the opportunity. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Appreciate it. All right, we're gonna start with trail news. Yeah, let's do it. And with all the news, it's fit to be heard. Special 41, take it away. All right. So we have uh, several items uh, on the docket today. Uh, first, we're going to talk about a bear named Petals. Uh, he was a an upright walking bear. They believe he was upright walking because he had some maimed front legs. Wait a minute. Is this what Casey Kasem was talking about on that rant? I have no, 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 no that idea was a, what Casey Kasem that, talks it about. It was a dog named Snuggles. That's what he got so upset about in that clip we played the other week. But please continue. I'm I'm sorry. So yeah. Anyway, he he was uh, uh, not. Now I'm thinking about Casey Kasem, a bear named Petals. A bear named Casey Kasem got attacked. No. So uh, this this bear Petals. He was an upright walking bear. Is a somewhat of an internet sensation after he was um, seen strolling upright through the suburbs of New Jersey. Uh, I, I'm not kidding. It, okay. check, check it out. There's some great videos online. Um, people set up a petition to have him moved into a sanctuary, and they ended up getting like 300,000 signatures on it. They set up a GoFundMe to help pay for it and got like $22,000, and that never ended up happening. But he did get shot by a bow hunter. Oh, come on. Yeah, he got shot by a bow hunter uh, during their legal open bear season, and somebody somebody took out the upright walking bear. He probably us. thought it was a Sasquatch. I mean, who, who knows? You know, he just mm. maybe maybe he like was like, you know what? Screw that bear. He's getting all the attention. I'm gonna go kill that bear. He should have. I'm gonna go shoot that bear. Pe- Petals should have had on like an orange hat or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. A, they should have put a, a kerchief around his neck. Yeah, blaze orange like Wait, Disco so, sweatshirt so, over there. Yeah. But why was Petals loose? Like, is Petals a, well, a, Petals like a wild bear? Petals was a wild bear. Yeah. Wild animal, man. Yeah. yeah. So he wasn't trained wilderness. to walk. Upright. No, no. He no if he you have listened to the beginning of the story, he, he doesn't listen so well. It's okay. I know. It's, it yeah, happened. no. He was. He was. Uh, they believe he had like some sort of maimed front legs. 
Is that a new hashtag? Hashtag <laughs> make front legs. <laughs> terrible. Okay, that's horrible. Let's so, see. yeah, that was pretty unfortunate. You know, uh, score one um, for humans and zero for the bear on that encounter. <laughs> for uh, wow. However, the uh, the next one, we're going to call this one a draw human's bear. Uh, there was a man in uh, Montana who was apparently out hunting, or I'm sorry, scouting for some hunting areas. Uh, and he encountered a mama grizz uh, and oh. some of her little babies. And uh, he tried to yell and scare her off, uh, and she charged instead. He tried to spray her with some bear spray, but that didn't, didn't work real wa- well. Um, so he says um, that he emptied, quote, a full charge of bear spray at about 25 feet, end quote, but said the bear's momentum carried it through the, uh, through the spray. And he said, you know, when it started to attack him, he covered his neck with his arms, uh, but said that each bite was, quote, like a sledgehammer with teeth. Oh. Yeah. So that's like, I read that description and I was like, oh, God. Did Eesh. it say if the bear reacted at all to the bear spray? Um, that's, I, that's really horrifying because I've always been under the belief, I guess, that the bear spray actually works. It does work. It, okay. it absolutely does it, work. But it didn't in this case. It sounded like the bear was running so quickly that you just kind of went right through the cloud. Oh, or yeah. maybe it hurt the bear, but the bear just didn't stop because it had so it was going so fast. So angry. Yeah. It's tough to say because none of the news reporters were there. Well, right. he, t- yeah. he posted a uh, video to Facebook a couple of minutes after he got attacked. So apparently he got attacked. Um, the bear wandered off, and then he was making his way back to his vehicle uh, when it attacked him again, um, oh my God. biting him on his arm and uh, snapping some of the bones in his arm. Oh. Um, but he, so he took a video of himself like right after it happened. And it's a, if, if, you wa- if you watch the video, it's pretty graphic. The guy is sitting there with like the, this big, huge gash above one of his ears, and it looks like his ear is about to just like flop down. You know, it's it's oh pretty God. brutal. But he uh, so he takes this video and then he drove himself um, to the ER, but then had to like get help getting out of his truck or whatever. But yeah, he like drove himself to the ER after this. So kind of hardcore. Wow! Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, we've talked recently about the uh, the attempt at some by some people to do the uh, the whole public lands transfer and try to get some of the public lands transferred to state control so they can do all sorts of things like sell them and <laughs> do bad things to them. Hashtag I'm with Oren. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> our, our, our good buddy Oren Hatch. And some, some of friend his, of the uh, trail show. Friend of the trail oh, show. Oh, he's Orin such Hatch a good friend. Right nice right. Oren Hatch days, shirt, Dilo. Nice one of these Hatch days shirt. we're going to get him on the show. I mean, he, you know, it's just uh, the schedules never work out, yeah. what can I say? We're too busy. So... Uh, but yeah, so um, I actually happened to find uh, an article on Amoland.com. Amoland, it's yeah. one of my favorite websites. I read it yep, all the time. It is. I mean, so th- under their website, they actually—it's funny—they've got ammunition. Uh, the headings are ammunition, archery, competitive shooting, conservation, firearms, gear, gun rights, shooting industry, and search. Right. Okay. So, but conservation is one of them, and okay. this is the article that I found under uh, on Amoland.com. Um, it says public, uh, I'm sorry, report confirms what sportsmen already knew about state takeover of public lands. Basically, it's a bad idea. So this, this, huh. uh, oh, report Emma came Land out and that. said Very that it was like, you know, um, that having the, having 
the states actually take over management of these these federal lands would be a huge money suck for the states. It would be just like an absolute disaster, uh, and that it would end up impeding um, access for fishermen and hunters and stuff like that, and other use categories. But you know they're into shooting things, so like that's what they're into. Um, but yeah, so these are like you know the gun toting, deer shooting, fish slaying. Guys fish that are th- that are sa- that are saying, "Hey, let's let's not do this dumb idea." Let's go slice some fish. Hey, it's a term I've heard fishermen use. Right bear over there. <laughs> slay them fish. Let's get him. <laughs> I got that an air. walking on his well, legs. You can get him. That that just shows that, like, you know, clearly this whole public lands thing is really only for the benefit of those few people. Yeah, absolutely. Top. It's for people who want to take mineral, you know, mm-hmm. put mineral claims mm. in there and people who want to cut down a bunch of trees. It's 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 really an exploitation grab is what it what it's, it's a grab. For. It's the type of person that would just grab. Yeah, somebody who would just just grab. They, they wouldn't even wait. They wouldn't no, hesitate. They wouldn't ask. They just because grab. they could, they would just grab it. That's right. Yeah. It's a smash and grab. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh let's see. Uh next item. Oh, can I get my trail news? Up right there. Yeah. Up right there. Up right there. And with a special report, Special 41. Take All right. So uh, Michael Vierstieg um, set the FKT on the Arizona Trail. Uh, he finished on October 19th. Uh, his time was 15 days, 22 hours, and 39 minutes. Damn. Wow, uh, okay. That places Damn. it at about five and a half days faster than the previous FKT. Well, actually, nobody knows about my FKT. He bested me by about an hour. Well, that's because you've got the fastest unknown time. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <you've> got, <laughs> We've already discussed got the, this. Yeah. And I uh, can't say the acronym, apparently. I get yeah. bleeped. So. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Do, do we know how many miles per day this is? So it would be about fifty miles per day. It's about it's a eight hundred mile. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh it's pretty crazy. So he's actually a runner out of Prescott and of has done is. a number of other uh, taken first in a number of like long, I think fifty mile and hundred mile races um, throughout the region this year. So he wow. he didn't kind of come out of nowhere and do this. He's definitely got a little bit of a name for himself already. So Whoa. congratulations to Michael Versteeg on his new FKT on the Arizona Trail. However... My, oh, Michael? Is that his name? Michael, yeah. Michael, hold the record lightly. That's right. <laughs> Good. That, those are some wise words. Well, right. and, and, and prescient, <laughs> actually, because as I was about to mention here, Anish is actually on the Arizona Trail right now. Oh! I'm pretty Sad sure now. she was going for the record. Now, this guy did it in supported fashion, so he has the overall supported FKT. Uh, however, if, if Anish takes it, I'm pretty sure she'll probably do it unsupported, as has been her style. Of course. So, yeah, um, wow. so yeah there's wow. a good... But, I mean, she's, she's a rock star, right? I mean, like, yeah. she's crazy fast. So, there's a decent chance that, like, even if he... Well, all she's got to do is, like, 50.5 miles a day. Yeah, yeah that's what hey. I'm saying. So, like, he, he, I feel a little bit... B- I'll feel a little bit bad for him if he ends up... Getting well, his his FKT for like all of a, a few days and then it's better than just having it for eighteen hours or being like, unknown yeah, or being true. unknown like me. Nobody knows about That's my, f- you know. So in any case, yeah, congratulations to Michael Veersteeg, and I apologize if I'm mangling his name on his new Arizona FKT. That's right. He'll be wow. irrelevant in a few days. Could be. How dare <laughs> you? How dare you? Um, so on to the the last item. 
So for those of you who are on the Facebook, uh, you may have noticed a bit of a debacle uh, a couple of months ago when someone announced that there was a that they had created a Hikers of Color Facebook page. Say what? Yeah. A, a page kind of like the women of the PCT page, right? Just, you know, for pe- for women to go and discuss, like, lady issues and stuff, like, r- pertinent r- to hiking. And r- the next 28 days, P.O.D., That's right. right. Red yeah, tent. Y- you red tent. Y- you don't need to red join that. Red tent number two. You don't need to join that Facebook group. So you just need to listen to the Red Tent show. We're back and we're Bam. redder than ever. Right there, man. Oh, my God. In any case, she... Uh, she announced that she was making this website or this uh, Facebook page, and uh, everybody pretty much lost their minds. Everybody <laughs> was like, really? like, "Why does there need to be this Facebook page? This is just so more division." And I think out on the trail, we're all equal, and da 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 da, and like basically exhibit A for like w- why they might want this page because like just mentioning that it existed in <laughs> all of these. White people freaking lost their minds. I know, man. I mean, Facebook like, I'm a white it. man, and I had no problems hiking across Wyoming. Yeah, exactly. And, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 and that's, like, half the comments, right? Like, when I'm out there, I, the, the, like, one brown person I see seems to be having a good time. Everything must be totally okay, you know? And so, and hmm. in any case, like... The article. I think D'Lo might have actually been up to a lot of the comments. No, I, the, I, no, the, I wish I had the time. To I'm pretty uh, sure D'Lo is actually skank cut forty two. I could be, I, I could be wrong, but I don't have the time to troll, man. So, in any case, uh, that that happened several months ago, uh, and recently, uh, Benjamin Spillman um, from the Reno Gazette Journal or something. Oh, he's of the Reno Spillman. Yeah, that RGJ, whatever that one is. Uh, he wrote an article um, talking about her and talking about uh, people of color um, on the distance trails and in the hiking community and stuff like that. And if you read the article, it, you know, to be fair, like these people aren't saying like, oh, hikers are all a bunch of racists and I get treated like crap out there and da 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 da. Um, the reason that this Jenna Yokoyama started the Facebook group to begin with was because she wanted to go hiking in. Uh, the panhandle of Idaho, right. right? An area like known to be a hotbed of like white supremacist and like racist groups. The yeah. American and Redoubt, so, man, right? And there. so like American she just Redoubt. wanted to know and like, you know, like, hey, is is it gonna be okay for me as like a, a as yeah. a Japanese, you know, woman to like be out there, like, you know. And she couldn't really find any answers or any info or beta on it. And so she started the group. Um in any case, it's uh I think for those of us who have been who have been out there on the trails, you know, distance hiking and and hiking in general is primarily a white dude with a beard sport. Yeah. Right. I mean, like that's most of who's out there. And thankfully, we are getting more people out there that are people of color, and and I think that's great. But they do still sort of, I think, experience some of the racism and some of the prejudice. Maybe not even necessarily on the trail that often, but maybe in some of the mountain communities oh. around it and things like that mm-hmm. and it's you know racism doesn't just end at the trailhead right, right? and like the right. the idea that that racism doesn't still or an institutional racism particularly doesn't still play a role in preventing people of color from getting out on the trails i think is a real issue and and i just thought so the pcta posted this article about this ben spillman article talking about the people of or hikers of color facebook page and and discussing a, a lot of other peripheral issues, right? Sure. And again, 
everybody lost their mind. Now, okay, mm-hmm. sure, it's Facebook. People are going to do that. They're going to comment stupid stuff or whatever. But I just thought it was worth it for us to kind of bring up and talk about this idea of people of color in the distance hiking community and uh, how they're treated, barriers for, for them to get into the the community and and other such issues. It's just locker room talk. <laughs> just locker room talk. And the other thing is that I think it's it's more than just saying that someone may or may not ex- experience racism in town or on the trail. It's also about being lonely and, and I think it's really hard for some um, average white guys with a beard to understand that even though people are yeah, perhaps D-Lo. nice to you <laughs> on trail you're still having a different experience because nobody else looks like you or came from where you came from. So there's inherently a different experience there, I think, for people. And, you know, Rocky Top, I hiked with this guy, Rocky Top, on the AT, and immediately when he would introduce himself, he would say, I'm Rocky Top, I'm the only black dude on the trail. You know, and it was kind of funny, but at the same time, I think about that, and I think, you know, at times that must have been a little, I, I don't know if uncomfortable is the word, but it's definitely something that he noticed you know like it hey. sounds like the kind of comment that was developed in order to sort of defray that yes that know. weird feeling yeah or, like yeah. oh look a brown person yeah yeah i don't know and so by the way in 2004 on the pct rocky top was the only black guy i saw on the trail that entire yeah. year i got to hang out with him a bit at the softlies which was pretty cool yeah. but but anyway, but the point is, is that it's not just... What are you trying to say? It's not just about ex- experiencing racism on the trail or in towns. It's also about understanding, I think, and I think it's hard for people who have just had an average life, mm-hmm. including myself, yep. to understand, oh, that person might have to think about different things than I think about, or yeah. they might just be having a different experience because... Well, and I, I think that's key right there, the, the different experience, right? So many of the comments seemed to to talk about, you know, like... Well, when I hike or the people that I know, and, and it all seemed to be this very anecdotal, like, disproof of the idea that, that there's any issue at all, yeah. right? It's like, well, no, I mean, like, recognize the fact that people have different experiences and that those things are often rooted in things l- like mm-hmm. race, like, you know, socioeconomic status, sexual like orientation. geography, yeah. sexual orientation, gender um, gender identity, for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I mean, it, there's, a, and the idea that you can kind of just, oh, well, it's not, a, it's not a deal because I haven't seen it, right? And 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 to be fair, I mean, like, I do think that the hiking community is, by and large, one of the most welcoming and accepting yes. communities that I'm a part of. But that doesn't mean that you know, as soon as somebody steps into the hiking community, all of a sudden, all of that other stuff just, like, evaporates into a magical mist. If you want to look at the uh, five of us here tonight, you'll see that the majority of us are white men with beards. Hey, I don't have a beard. That's but just you because could. You but two out of five, the majority are white men with beards, right? That's and true. that's kind of like what the hiking You're a white man is. without a beard. Yeah. So you're yeah, so you're kind so of a minority. I, I actually kind of am. <laughs> Amanda, can I, can I ask you to jump in on this? So, so Amanda is my special lady friend. Uh, and, she oh, and, and by the way, yeah. is there a special Congrats. announcement that, that you guys no. we saw something no. earlier? <laughs> that was. was just there a my sp- is there a special announcement you want to make on the trail show? Yes, my special <laughs> announcement is that I am really bad at social media. <laughs> Terrible, and like, just <laughs> horrible. And that I am not married. Um, <laughs> me and Amanda did not elope. Uh, if any of you are feeling slighted that you didn't receive a wedding invitation. 
It's because we it, did not it get didn't married. Happen. That was yeah. not a thing. Oh man, it see, I didn't what, happen when I saw that post. Well, I thought, you know, I was hearing like wedding bells and. Oh man, you weren't why the only not? one. Why for, like, for, everyone. for a day and a half there, I'm pretty sure, and there's probably still some people out there who didn't get like the cleanup message. But I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> at least some of our friends who are convinced that, that we're married right now. So, yeah, I, I saw it. Am- and I was Amanda like, oh, and I went God, to, uh, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, so for, for the listeners, I'll just tell you. What, so Amanda and I went to some good friends of ours' wedding. Um, and I'm new to Instagram. I think I probably have like seven photos up there max. Okay, some new. And, uh, and I took a photo of Amanda and I doing like, there was some little silly props you know, it's like a little photo or booth, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and but uh, you wrote wedding time. I think because yeah, and I wrote <laughs> wedding time, not necessarily <laughs> his wedding time. It, well, that, exactly. It's wedding you know, time. like all oh, right, it's wedding time. We're gonna have a good time. Yay! And uh, <laughs> and, and, and what proceeded was, uh, and of course, like like an idiot, I linked it to like my Facebook and everything, and so oh man, and, and so everybody for a minute there thought that I was married. Okay. And Amanda had tied the knot. You eloped yep. or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I always joke that I don't want a real, a real wedding if I get married. I want to elope. So plenty of people were plenty justified in seeing that, right, being like, right. oh, congratulations. And I had to edit it and then write a follow-up <laughs> post saying, I, su- <laughs> I suck at social <laughs> media. Kind of Sorry yeah. for confusing everybody, oh, but I'm an idiot. You generated not, all this I'm work still for yourself. I'm a married idiot. That wasn't there before. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty All right, well. So Amanda, please weigh in. Um, Amanda, you're a a recent PCT hiker. You are, in fact, brown. What what do you feel about this article, this Hikers of Color Facebook page and and peripheral issues? I think that it's absolutely a good thing that the article is out there. I think that it's a good thing that there is this group because one of the reasons that I started blogging was because I I couldn't get any information about the PCT. Like, I couldn't find other people of color that had hiked the PCT. When I asked around donna softly knew like one person to connect me to hmm. and that was it in terms of uh people of color who would hike the pct so wow yeah and so when i started blogging that was like part of why i started blogging just to to sort of have a resource for people of color just to be like hey hey guys it's cool <laughs> everything's fine now i mean that's that's kind of one of the things right is that a lot of people of color have been sort of or had been historically pushed out of public spaces Mm-hmm. Um, and even though segregation was over, was over a long time ago, like there's still uh, a very real sense, certain in, certainly in cities, um, where people of color aren't necessarily welcome in public spaces. Um, like sometimes they're harassed. Sometimes like people are just sort of very confused or concerned when there are people of color on the street. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's it's 2016. And it's ridiculous that this is still happening. But yeah, just that that sort of hey, it's okay, like really just sort of like the welcoming back into public space never happened. Um, and so I feel like what's happening with all of this is saying, hey, like we are out here. This is this is the welcoming call if you were waiting for it. Everybody get outside and have a good time. Sure. Kind of a deal. What was your experience like on the PCT? And I know like we could probably we could probably talk for like five hours on <laughs> your experience on the PCT. <laughs> yeah, but, probably. But um, – if if you could just like maybe sum up a, a little bit, uh, I think it'd be great for our listeners to kind of understand a little bit about what your like your hike was like. Uh, my hike was amazing and life changing, informative, and all of those fun oh, things cool. that everybody 
So it's about a through hike the the first time that they go through it. I mean, I hiked the Colorado Trail before, but nothing nothing that quite that long. Well, uh, CT is what five hundred miles yeah. roughly. So, but yeah. yeah, like five times that you know. Yeah, like. but yeah, tw- <laughs> versus twenty six hundred miles. So yeah, yeah, um, PCT's a little longer. And <laughs> it the the funny thing about it is that like race never occurs to me while I'm on the trail. Like I'm never going around thinking like i'm black i'm black i'm like that's never something that occurs to me but like occasionally it does come up on the trail where somebody just says something and reminds you that you were a person of color okay um it's like oh we don't get many of your kind around here and they don't mean anything by it right like they're they're just trying to be friendly um and make conversation but like it does sort of other you and you kind of feel funny about it and like kind of strange um well so pod got the what are you girls doing out here on the trail comments from people like like did you get similar comments on the pct there were definitely times where it was it was very questionable whether something was about like Hmm. my gender or my like there were several times where i ran into day hikers and they were like oh you're just out for a day hike and was like no i'm a through hiker and they're like wait really and i was like yeah really (laughs) Yeah. And so you and know it was what like they were five thinking. Time, yeah. Okay. And so like but you don't know what they're thinking, right? right. And so it could just be True. like True. them processing the fact that like you're a woman alone on the trail or it's because of your race or it's because you're you're it's of your race and a woman. Like you don't Yeah. Or it could just be like your backpack. So your backpack is really <laughs> small. So yeah, and you know the right. the thing to me is that it's not even necessarily about like how people are treated when they're on the trail. It's a matter of like the the reason that we don't see as many people of color or gay or transsexual, the reason we don't see as many of those people represented on the trail is because for whatever reason, they're still not getting to it. Sure. Right. So it's like, that's everything from, you know, gear companies, like who they put in their advertisements to like what kind of articles go into what kind of publications it, it, it's about access. I mean, uh, so totally. Amanda raised some money for a, a charity called big city mountaineers this year. Oh, we got to have them on the show. Yeah, at some and point, so like, by the and, way. and this is a group that basically s- tries to, to like fill that gap, right? They try to go to underserved urban communities and like get these kids and get them into the woods for a minute because otherwise, like when is it going to happen? But I think a lot of it is also about sort of feeling safe, so, I mean, through hiking is not the safest thing necessarily that you could do with your day. Um, <laughs> and it's not unsafe, but it's not like just walking down the street kind of thing. But right. one of the things that, I mean, I was primarily concerned about, I just didn't want to have to worry about being unsafe because of my skin color or being unsafe because of some sort of difference, like being gay, like being transsexual, like all of that. Right, because there's all the things that... You know, there's all the things that can happen to you the minute you step on into the outdoors, right? Those are just calculated risks. Yeah. But it sucks to have to be like, oh, and yeah, there's exactly. this other, I have mm-hmm. this other risk that I have to incur yeah. because of just who I am. And, you know, um, I feel like there's a whole, a whole lot more awareness right now because just because of all the things that have happened this summer and some of the comments that have been made during this election cycle and, um, a friend of mine recommended this book called Between the World and Me, and I can't remember the name of the author. Oh. I know what it I've is, but I don't know how to say it. His, his last name is Coates. Coates. <coughs> and his first name is Ta. He wrote, Ta- he wrote this yes. book as yeah. a l- series of letters to his yeah. son about yes. racism. And, yeah. and, and, and um, I would just, I would encourage people to read it, especially, especially if you are not a person of color or do not uh, self-identify with any minority group. 
or even if you do, um, it, I think it really, uh, for me anyway, it really opened my eyes and I feel like I'm a thoughtful person, you know, and I've never thought of myself as racist in any way, but it also really opened my eyes to things that I had not even considered before things that, um, that minority groups really have to think about long and hard every single day mm-hmm. that, that a lot of us don't even have to consider ever in our lives. And I experience a little bit of that just by being a woman, you know, like going out to your car at night or whatever. There's sometimes you have to think about things that your average white dude doesn't have to think about, you know. Um, but I would recommend that as a book for anybody anywhere, but, but also in the outdoors. I think it'll give you a little bit of insight into how your life is just so inherently different from other people's. Yeah, I agree. It's a good book. I, I read it on POD's recommendation and it definitely, I think, open your eye, open my eyes um, is, a, is a good way to describe it. It's, it's a completely different ball game for people that don't look like me. And I, I guess I didn't realize how much so until I read this book. And it, it's kind of neat, like what Dilo said, it's, it's like a you know, 200-page book, but it's, it's essentially one long letter that this gentleman is writing to his son, who's, uh, I think he's like preteen or teenager, he, yeah, he's coming up. But it's it's really worth well worth the read. And Check I think, it out. And I think if you read that book, I think for well, I mean, maybe those people who wrote hateful things on Facebook are not the types that would open their mind to that type of book. But I think it will give you an understanding of why those types of groups are important. Yeah. For well, people. and you know, the thing is, is some of those some of the comments weren't necessarily hateful. It was just like they were more why? dismissive, right? Yeah. Like, yeah they were well, more what's silencing. the point of this? Like, you yeah. don't need to be doing this, you know. And I, I think that. Uh, one of the threads that ran through a lot of those comments was, you know, well, my experience is, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and I think that that's one of the one of the big problems, and is that we have a really hard time understanding what somebody else's experience might be like, yeah. you know. But I think it's also important that when somebody s- says, like, "Hey, here's what my experience was," that we we don't, as a community, like try to shut them up or tell them that their experience was invalid or that they're bullshitting or something like that. Somebody says, hey, yeah, I had a great time on my hike, but you know what? Three different times I had a racist experience and here's what happened and it made me uncomfortable and it sucks. You know, yeah. and, it doesn't, and that doesn't mean that the whole r- community is racist. It doesn't mean anything like that. It just means that person had that experience and, that's, and we should acknowledge that, you know? Yeah. And not dismiss Absolutely. it. Yeah, I think yeah. That, I think you hit you hit it right the nail on the head with the hammer right there. It's like all those comments were not necessarily hateful; they were just dismissive, and they were comments from people that just are not in that role. Yeah, and you know it's okay to not know what somebody else's experience is like. How would you? But like when they say, "Hey, here's what it was," say okay, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Take yeah. them at face value. But do we want to dive in anymore before we move on to the next news item? That was actually the last news item. What? I figured I figured it would go into a little bit of a discussion, so I, okay. I put it at the end there. So, all right. yeah, no, that is all the oh. news. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Wait, wait. I want to hear my sound bit. That's all. That's the news. all the news. <laughs> and there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, he, just wait. he just ran. He just he yeah. just, just like ran out the door, he, man. He put on a he pair. Just of, ran out the door. He put on a pair of those vintage skis over there and just <laughs> took off across the blacktop. Amazing. All right, I tell you what, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we've got a discussion with Snorkel about the lowest to highest route. Hey, it's gonna Snorkel bl- has going to blow your mind. Trail show in what, like 
couple oh, shows? Yeah, a couple <laughs> shows. Sweet. <laughs> the trail show will be back. This is Buck 30, and I f***ing hate the trail show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the trail show is back. That was Buck 30, loves the show. Don't let him fool you. You know why I think Buck big 30... Fan, big fan, You know why he doesn't like the trail shows? Because we always make fun of Buck 30 on the trail show. Uh, we absolutely <laughs> No, not. I've never made fun of him. It's never. He's it one of my has favorites. Happened. Come on, guys. You know what's happened. All right, we've got another Ooh. Brett Tucker production as our trail of the month. It's the lowest to highest route. It's the latest uh, long-distance route that's, that's taken... The distance hiking world by storm, people. It's I'll, I'll let Snorkel talk about it because she just got off the L2H a couple weeks ago. So let's give her a call. Snorkel, what are you doing? Hi. Hi. Here we go. Hello. Hi there, trail show. Hey, hey. Snorkel. It's all of us from the trail show calling you late tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Just happy to be here. We're kind of, of wondering what, why you aren't here. I know. I know. Um, it's really quite a shame. But I'm, I'm drinking beer with you. Okay. And it's, it's almost like I'm there. But, but you're not. But, you're not. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm not. But you're not. <laughs> that, that's true. But you're here in spirit and you're here on Skype, so that's going to be good enough for tonight. We want to talk to you about this lowest to highest route, which you just got off, what, a week or two ago? Yeah, how long has it been? Uh, let's see, I finished on the night, so almost almost two weeks ago now. It is a Brett Tucker production. Oh, no, it is. Number nine. Number nine. And it is my first Brett Tucker production that I've done, and man, I was pretty stoked about doing the GET, but uh, after this, this, this route is quality. So if the GET is done with anything near the same same thoughtfulness and attention as this low to high is yeah man, now sounds like it'd be pretty stellar it's not <laughs> don't listen to pad <laughs> now snorkel our good friend brian buck 30 tansman said that this is the most incredible route he's ever hiked in his life and but I, he says that about every yeah I, I don't take any advice from him because he lied to us about the ta and the GM, <laughs> so, so I, I wanted to get your impressions um is it the most incredible route you've ever hiked in your life Oh, I mean, that pause, wait, that wait, pause I, speaks volume. Was it more incredible than the Imon 3000? <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, I like all sorts of routes for different reasons, but I would say this is def- definitely up there. And as far as, like, working stiff routes of this length, it, it, I mean, this is topping a lot of length. If you had sure. to make a choice between the L2H and the Imon 3000, what would it be? You know, I, I would say at this point, L2H for sure. Really? Okay, cool. I, I have no further questions. Uh, so, <laughs> Your Honor. You, you just talked about <laughs> the length of said route. How long is the longest to highest? Or I'm so sorry, it, lowest it, to highest. Uh, I think it's about 130 plus Whitney. So, uh, you know, depending on which route you take up Whitney, can, that can be an extra 16, possibly an extra 21. And, and where does the lowest to highest route start and end? That is a very good good question. 
uh, Delo. So it's it starts at the lowest point in uh, North America, which is Badwater, which is negative two hundred and seventy nine feet. It's in Death Valley National Park. Hey, hey, oh. Snor- hey Snorkel, was was that the lowest point of your life? <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, I thought, wow. I thought the lowest, I think the lowest I thought, point of my life was somewhere on the CDT. Actually, oh, <laughs> Disco, wow. that really calls for some sound effects. Come on, man! I can't. Some, you, know, I, you need to get a boom. Yeah, well, no, when I make that, really dude. bad. Oh, because you're on Skype. Yeah. Oh man. I know. Uh, we're After gonna we're fact. gonna fix this one day. Okay. Anyway, Snorkel, please continue. So the the lowest is in Badwater, and it goes to where? It goes to the top of Mount Whitney. So Mount McKinley. 14, Whitney, Whitney. Oh, oh, sorry. The highest point in the lower 40s. I'd still okay. be on the drop right now, and I'd probably be standing That would be quite a hike. How many resupply opportunities and breweries were along this route? Uh, so there, there's two resupply opportunities, and although, to my knowledge, there is not a brewery yet in Lone Pine, I would say that the Panamint Springs Resort, which is uh, about halfway, has one of the most incredible bottled beer selections I've seen Ooh. anywhere. Wow, that's huh. that's cool. What did you drink? What's the name of this beer? It's from a San Diego brewery. Oh man, it had some turtles on the front. It was a uh, it was a, a was Belgian quad. Not that percent oh. alcohol. Enough which was said. Maybe not the best idea for <laughs> being in the desert and dehydration or whatever. But did that, man, it primo. Did it pair well with the uh, package of boiled hot dogs that I'm sure you ate while you were there too? <laughs> uh, we, we had pizza. This, oh. this little. This little uh, resort by resort, it's like, you know, like a hotel and a gas station. More of a resort than a resort. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes. It, yeah, exactly. Two hikers going. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. And, you know, like the store was pretty expensive. It was like a $4 for a, a thing of Gatorade kind of place. But Ooh. for some reason, their beer was totally reasonably priced. Oh wow, that, huh. that's like more my important. My bomber was was ten bucks for an eleven percent beer. That's not bad at all. No, that's wow. good. That's, that's excellent. So now this was one of the resupply points. You said there were two resupply points. What's yes. the other? So the other resupply point is the, the the great town of Lone Pine. Oh okay. Nice. How close do you get to Lone Pine? You walk right through it. Uh, you're kidding me. On the lowest ice route, you walk through Lone Pine? It's on trail. You walk through Lone Pine. What? On trail. And you're telling so, me there's no breweries in Lone How is this possible? I know. I know. I think Lone Pine is really set for, for a brewery. Okay. And it's like Lone Pine is, is kind I of mean, like an bars. access point for Mount Whitney, right? You just want to go up and yes. hike Mount Whitney, you go to Lone Pine, right? You know, I hear we it's the place where the all the new cool hikers are moving. That's true. Oh, really? I wouldn't know. I'm retired, apparently. okay so lowest to highest we've got badwater to mount whitney and the two resupply points what's the distance between those two um let's see or better yet what was your biggest food carry how many how many days not more than three how about this is this is wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute food doesn't matter how about water? Yeah. How about water? Yeah, no, water was the, the big yeah. Talk to question. us about water. So the biggest water was uh, with six liters for me. So okay. a gallon Nothing. and a half. Nothing. And uh, so we went in the first week of August, which Brett Tucker considers to be the primo time of year to go to, to get the best the, the best combination of weather and bad water, which can get, you know, 125 degrees in the summer. Um, and Mount Whitney, which can have snow or ice later in October. Right. Or uh, in the spring. Well, how warm was bad water in the first week of August? Oh, August, I don't know. Well, Do you it, know? 
Oh no, I'm sorry. When when did yeah, you go I, hike? I, I, I went in October. October first oh, I'm sorry. October. How warm was Badwater in the first week of October? You know, I think in the afternoon when we started, it wasn't more than 90, 95. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, not a problem. <laughs> but Ooh. for Badwater, that's pretty good. So we started. That's a cool We day. spent all day caching. <laughs> we had, we actually got a flat tire while we were caching our water. Of course. Is, you know, word to, to, word to advise when you're caching water in Death Valley, you're in the middle of nowhere, have a spare. You know, Buck 30 actually got two flat tires while on, on his way to low to high. He deserved it. <laughs> Whoa! So inappropriate. That was Trump. I don't know where he came from. Anyway, wait. So we didn't talk about this. You have to cache water on this route. Talk to us about that. What's this all about? Yeah. How, how many? How many points did you actually have to cache? So we cached in. Let's say we cached in three spots. Three. And spots. Brett Tucker what? actually highly suggests caching in these uh, in in three spots. We probably could have gotten away with two. I would say. And um, he does such a stellar job of, of routing around all the natural water, which is really great. Did you put um, Did you put yellow food coloring in your water caches to make it look like pee? Yeah, oh, this is a trail a tip. Good idea. This is a. We've heard we've heard of this before. Yes, yes. I actually remember uh, listening to this episode while I was on the Great Divide Trail and telling <laughs> Naomi who was my hiking partner. She was totally disgusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. float a few pubes on top too. Oh, why, so, beauty? Why, why? So, uh, so kidding, snorkel. Kidding. Uh, what uh, what natural features in Death Valley besides Badwater do you uh, do you see on the router? Does it pretty much get the heck right out of there? Uh, so it goes straight up to Telescope Peak, uh, which is I believe it's in the Panamint Range, but it's it's eleven thousand feet. So you're going from negative wow. two eighty about to eleven. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest, steepest, most abrupt climbs. You can do anywhere. How many, the lower how many miles to do that for 13,000 feet? Uh, let's see. No, it's 11.2. Yeah, but no. you start, you start oh, at some, okay, 11.5. Sorry. 200 below. Yeah, I want to say. Put that number in the wrong it's like column. no more than 10. So from Shorty uh, as well, which is well right, around, right around where we camped, it's like. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of steep miles. Is, is there a trail on those, a lot of steep miles? Or is there no trail? You know. I was not expecting any trail at all, but no trail. There, there's trail here and there, and there's some um, there's some burrow routes. Sorry, I can't roll my R's, beauty. Burrow. Thank you, thank you. Uh, uh, through throughout, and there's some old miners trails elsewhere in Lota High, so it's kind of cool like that. There's definitely some like you shouldn't go out there if you don't know how to navigate. But the only main sure. the only maintained trail is is Whitney. Is that would that be correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there, there's sections that are on, uh, you know, the for BLM roads, right? That's, and they don't have a bunch of traffic. So but that's not I mean, that's not a trail. I asked you if there was true. the that's only trail, trail was Whitney, and you said there's roads. That's not an answer to my question. Well, I was actually about to ask <laughs> the, the roads question though. So how yeah, how much road walking is there? Um, you know, there there would if you just absolutely hate road walking, you probably wouldn't like it. But it's all the road walking is dirt road. Um, and doesn't have any traffic. There's a lot of, like, old miners' roads, like roads from, like, the 1890s or whatever that, you know, are overgrown and are, like, trails now, more or less, which, you know, a lot of the AT and PCT is actually old roads that have since been decommissioned, and then they filled it in a little bit. Talk to, uh, us, talk to us about the salt flats. I've seen pictures of people hiking this on, on the Facebook when I'm out looking at Donald Trump. I've seen pictures of people on Facebook... <laughs> 
hiking across what just looks like this crusted, like uneven miles, 10, 15 miles of just baking in the sun, salt crusted, uneven, crunchy underneath the foot. What Talk to us about that. What's that all about? Yeah, it's pretty trippy. It's not 10 or 15 miles. It's maybe five oh, okay. miles. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like some of the coolest salt formations, you look at this, you're like, there was like these things. There's probably a cool scientific name for them that, that, that Spesh knows. But they looked kind of like light bulbs almost, but they were made of salt crystals. They were like super hollow, like these hollow shells that huh. like shattered like glass. It was really trippy. So like when you geode almost wait huh? a minute, when you walk across these little salt geodesic domes that shattered like glass underfoot, are you causing um, harm to the environment? No comment. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> wow, I mean, historical. I mean, is it like is it like are you walking across the uh, what's the crust in, in Utah? The cryptobiotic Yeah, you're soil. walking across the cryptobiotic soil and like ruining the the organisms that have been there for like a thousand years. Are you are you ruining it? Tell me. You, you know, cryptobiotic soil is something that I, I'm pretty passionate about. And as yeah. far as I know, there aren't really this, this area gets flooded every season. That's, oh, neat. That's why it's called yeah. water. Uh-huh. So, hmm. uh, so right? no. like the yeah, I mean, as far as I know the that's that process ends up uh, rebuilding any sort of. Oh yeah, because it's flooded every year. Right. Yeah, so, but you know some footprints can get left in there, so you want to kind of. Uh, but as long as you leave nothing but footprints. <laughs> and take only pictures. Yeah. A snorkel. <laughs> uh, next yes. question for you: What is the craziest <laughs> you saw on lowest to highest? Uh, Besides Buck Thirty. I actually didn't see Buck Thirty oh, on that route. Maybe he didn't actually do it. Ooh, he needs Whoa. to verify. Oh, he needs to verify. Buck thirty. If you're listening to this trail show episode, we need you to verify your L two H timings. His <laughs> <laughs> splits. We need to know what your splits are. No, but but seriously, Snorks, what's the craziest S you saw while you were out there? So uh, Darwin Falls, which is actually a, a hmm. fairly easy day hike, you could maybe take your folks on it if you wanted to, or taking the Death Valley was really really cool. Um, Especially, you know, walking through the desert for that long, getting to see this waterfall in the middle of nowhere was really great. And then we scrambled up a little bit and something I was totally not expecting. I was like, oh, waterfall, that's really cool. But we scrambled up a little bit on this third class rock stuff. And there was like this hidden 50 foot waterfall. And we were like, what, where did this come from? And you scramble up a little bit higher and then it's totally dry. And you're like, I don't know where this came from. Wow, and then neat. there's a spring wow. up towards the top called China Garden Spring that has like goldfish like, or like koi or something what? living in it. What? I know. That's crazy. So you're in the middle of the desert. It's totally dry everywhere else. And then there's this like goldfish pond that you drink out. This sounds crazy. Suspect. Are, are you sure that you weren't just like having some sort of heat? Uh, induced yes. hallucinations yes. or something. Uh, you know, we, I would get think as much, but I've seen photos from other people. And then the other really, really cool thing about this route is one of your, I wouldn't quite call it a resupply point, but uh, a place where you can pick up water. Uh, if you if you call the guy ahead of time, super, super nice. The trail, there's an alternate that goes through some private property, but if you call the guy ahead of time, it's okay. Um that's a, a ghost town called Cerro Gordo, which used to be this like town in the middle of the, the Inyo range that had 2,000 people and three brothels. Hey, now. Wow. Any of those still open? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Let's say if they were open, you would not want to go there. There ah. would be some 
toothsome folk. Hashtag syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> so but, uh, were there still a lot of the buildings there? Yeah, and uh, the, the, the caretaker gave us a little tour of the old hotel. Oh. It had this amazing, beautiful bar in it. Wow. Um, yeah, it, it, like, just, just really... I haven't seen a ghost town that's like this well preserved that you can kind of walk around and get that feeling. It, it was it was awesome, and uh, so I hiked with Drop and Roll Naomi. I should have given them a shout out early. And Drop and Roll's like, uh, I'm not so into like history and stuff. Yeah, she, she's she and I yeah, should exactly. hang out. Yeah, a woman yeah, that speaks to Pod's heart. But you know, uh, Drop and Roll actually said she thought this place was pretty cool. Oh. I'm curious. So there's this. Bad, wa- bad Water Ultramarathon, which is roughly the same distance as lowest to highest. And maybe you don't know the answer to this question. If you don't, that's fine. Does any of the lowest to highest route coincide with the Bad Water Ultramarathon route? Yes, it does. Um, what? So the few, there's a little bit of section what? that's uh, on a road. Okay. And uh, Brett Tucker actually says, join the race route. Um, but, you know, the Ooh. thing about the road route is... It, it, it kind of lacks the silence and uh, no, it totally lacks the silence and the wilderness. And, uh, you know, we didn't see anyone else out there except for the caretaker at, at the ghost town and the, the guy at the resort. Like it was really like we were out there alone in the desert. And, uh, yeah. I imagine not that I've been to the bad water race, but, uh, I, I imagine it's a pretty different scene. Yeah. And, and don't they run bad water in August? Like during one of the, that's smart. Yeah. Like they, they take, breaks and like coolers full of ice that are like coffins. I, I don't know. It sounds pretty miserable, but this route, it's got a lot more geographic diversity. It stays off of the, the paved roads. It takes you to kind of like cool, interesting highlight features, the type of scenic things that your hikers are into. Did you carry a gun? <laughs> <laughs> also, what about bears? And where did you shower? Uh, I, I showered Storkel doesn't shower time. in real life. So, I know uh, this. <laughs> Because she stayed with us not too long ago. And I was like, oh, maybe I should change the sheets. We've had several hikers come through. And after Snorkel was there, I like pulled the, uh, the uh, comforter and the blanket down and the sheet. And it looked the same as when we shared a tent on the Sierra High Route. There was all kinds of debris <laughs> and like wood chips <laughs> and like, pine needles. little pieces of leaf. Yeah. Uh, I would love to say whenever I stay with him, there's lots of pine needles. Yeah, uh, I was like, wow, look at this. There's like a little forest inside the inside the bed. Okay. Anyway, getting back to the L2H. Yeah, back to L2H, please. Um, tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, like... like. Come on, you know how we run this show. Take yeah, it away. Take yeah, it away. Yeah, totally. So, um, you know, to be quite honest, this route is so good, I almost didn't want to talk with you, except I had almost promised, or I had promised months ago that I was going to talk to you about it. Yeah. Because... You're worried about like the trail it's so show good, bump? It's like one of those routes you want to keep it for yourself. Oh. You don't want to leave oh. you know about it. The trail show bump. There could be 3,000 people on the <laughs> L2H next year. <laughs> next October 1st. You're like wild. <laughs> They're like lined up like dozens of people deep all <laughs> starting on the same day. <laughs> A trail show sponsored L2H kickoff party. <laughs> and, uh, and Twinkle is their Moses. Yeah, that's right. He's leading the charge. He's their Moses. And uh, I would also say this route is one of those routes that feels like like you get thrown right into that with your like 10,000 foot climb. It's one of those routes where it feels like you've been on the trail for months when you finish and then you're like, oh, that was a week. That wasn't. It's like it's one of those classic hikes for working stiffs where like you're like, oh, I can get an extreme hike in, 
still keep my job. Ah, I can do punish you, myself. Do, ah. do you think maybe it'd be easier to do it as the highest to lowest route? Yeah, talk yeah, to us yeah, about why, that. Why not go downhill? Yeah, why not ruin your knees? Yeah. You know, we actually thought about that just for the, the Whitney permit, um, because that was one thing we were really worried about is like, how are we going to get our Whitney permit? And if we got our Whitney permit ahead of time and did high to low, it might be easier. And I've heard of people doing that for that reason. Now, wait a minute. uh, You just said the P word. I did. I know. Okay. So how do you grab that permit? Like, uh, uh, just grab it in the permit. Is this the only (laughs) permit? Is this the only permit you need for L2H or or are there more? And, And if so, what is the difficulty in acquiring said permit? So Whitney was not a permit I was about to to mess around with. So that that was definitely a permit I wanted to get. Okay. Um, just because that area is like, you man, they will slap you hard if if you don't have a permit. So I was surprised how easy it was. We rolled into Lone Pine Saturday morning and we're like, oh man, we're going to be trying to get a day hike permit for Sunday. There's no way we're going to be able to get anything. It's a weekday. It's a three day weekend because Columbus Day, Ooh. and. Uh, They've got a whole new system set up, which, well, first of all, apparently you can get Whitney permits online now, like we're in the 21st century. What? I know. Does Max know about this? And you apparently don't have to (laughs) physically go to the permit office. What? The day before, that used to be the old system. Wait, wait, wait. And now you can can still physically go into the office to get the permit. But by the way, check with the Lone Pine Ranger District to make sure Snorkel's not telling you lies. Can you pay Uh, with a credit card? But it seems like you can confirm online now, too. Once again, like the 21st century. Okay, um, can you pay with a credit card? You, we didn't pay anything. Whoa! I know. Oh, my God. So <laughs> they have this lottery system now where you don't have to wait in line at 4 a.m. like you used to have to do in Yosemite Valley to get a JMT permit. Well, what so the hell else am I supposed to do at 4 a.m.? Like yeah, you don't have to do that. <laughs> or 11 a.m. for an overnight or 2 p.m. For a, for a day hike and they make you line up you pull a number out of a hat and first person goes first and you say hey i want this permit and obviously if you draw a better number you get to pick the, the spots but um yeah it, it i i drew eight which was kind of a bad eight out of ten which was kind of a bad number and i got the permits i wanted so i don't know huh. maybe i was lucky it ended up being way easier and terrible. way less stressful than <laughs> POD just said that sounds terrible. What? I think that all permitting should move to a dance-off system. Yes. I think it's, I I think it's just this. inherently better than, a, yep. than any kind of a lottery or yes. reservation system. Yeah. Snorkel, any yeah. thoughts on that dance-off system? I'm not a great dancer. I could maybe do a sing-off or, um, or maybe, maybe you could show up your hiking. Pro- if you show your hiking resume. Or maybe an obstacle like course. How about Ooh. the whip snake? The whip snake snorkel. Uh oh. I, I don't know if I would do well at that one. What? Are you kidding me? You were a star at Auto West this past uh, September. You yeah, were a star, is, yeah. snorkel. We have the best photo that was ever taken at any Auto the West gathering. The best photo ever, ever it's taken. It's the best photo. And, tr- and believe me, I know good photos. That was a good photo. I heard it did really well on the Trail Show's Facebook page. Yeah, it's actually the most viewed post we've ever had in the history <laughs> of the Trail Show <laughs> Facebook page. I think it was great. There was like 35 views. It's un- unbelievable. Making, <laughs> making Facebook great. I, I think everybody who viewed it was from the Florida Trail Association. <laughs> <laughs> snorkel, 
Snorkel. Hey, we can't. N- never to be mentioned again. <laughs> never to be mentioned. Snorkel. We're making Facebook great again. All because of you. Never to be mentioned again. That's good. I'll edit that out and post. Yeah, we'll edit that out and post. <laughs> All right. What else? Any other questions about the L2A? Did, did you see any snakes and uh, or or any other cool wildlife? Uh, I did not see any snakes, but we saw Ooh. some cool giant hares, uh, oh. which were great. Hares. And I saw an orange horny toad, and we also saw, saw P.O.D., I'm needing your help again because I can't roll my R's. Some wild... Burros. Thank you. Thank <laughs> I you. I was like, wild what? Let's go and deal was, right was there really, really cool. Okay. Um, but, but, but you didn't see any desert tortoise... No, so that we we had a long discussion about like what would be your dream animal to see out here, and desert tortoise is the top of my list. But I'm right there with you. you know, uh, it's like hey, huge that, on my list. That's my other trail name. What is uh, desert tortoise? <laughs> <laughs> what is the FKT for the L2H? I actually don't know, but I imagine since Swami Dirtmonger, Bobcat, and Malto went out and did it, mm. uh, whatever they, whatever, however long they did it. Yeah, but was the Although hike, they did it in April. Which, yeah, but uh, was their hike verifiable? Yeah. Did they, yeah. Send, yeah, the what, data? did they send their spot trace to the L2H Association? Every hour? <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> so, Snorkel, I have written down here that folks can get more info at net slash L2H dot S-H-T-M-L. That's a terrible... No, it's fine. Okay. Snorkel, were there any other resources you used to either plan your hike or while you were on the trail? So we also looked at uh, Swami's website and Rockin's website. Which are? Uh, their blogs of, of the experience. Do you, know, really do you know any URLs? Uh, Swami's at The Hiking Life and Rockin is at Lady on a Rock. Oh. I think both okay. of those are .com with a triple W. And what about on trail? Did you have printed maps? Did you have uh, the Gut Hook app, which doesn't exist yet for the L2H? Did you have like uh, Delo's app? <laughs> what, what did you have? Delo's app would so be useless. It just tells you what kind of lawn equipment to use. <laughs> 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 what did you have on trail, Snorks? We had uh, we had Brett's. So when when you donate your ten dollars, which is a screaming deal for Brett's maps, you get the maps. You get a data book. You get which is almost too detailed. You get a water report. Uh, you get the GPS track, which works with your guy or whatever Ooh, uh, nice. apps. D- does so, the water report just say you're screwed? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, the you're screwds are usually seasonal or only after a snow melt. Uh. Actually, our water situation, our natural water was surprisingly running. We were not counting on it, but... Um, as are, is happening on a lot of routes, the Facebook groups that have been forming are really good for hearing from other hikers. Like, hey, your water is going to be running. Great. Well, that sounds fantastic, hey, Snorkel. Hey, Snork, speaking of water, was any of the water alkaline? Oh. <laughs> ah, yeah. it was, wasn't it? Uh, actually, no, no. Um, no? Water is no. good. Okay, that's that's good to know. I mean, some folks... I mean, I wasn't drinking that bad water, so it was springs. Uh, drop rolled in treat. She may or may not have got GRD afterwards. Probably not. Maybe it was just food poisoning for McDonald's. Ooh, she got a little McDonald's? ill after the hike. Why did you eat McDonald's? Yeah, yeah McDonald's. Oh, yeah, gross. Just, we don't do that here in Boulder. Well, I mean, don't you have like? Isn't there like? <laughs> was McDonald's the only? They're the devil. 
All right, never mind. <laughs> no. Never mind. I don't One want. It doesn't. You don't need to talk about McDonald's. It's only okay to. It doesn't matter. Wait, wait, was there McDoubles? Did she have McDoubles? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Can we stop talking? We, we actually look. I want to stop talking about McDonald's. Or at least doing Whitney with with McDonald's. Um, we so we did a section from Lone Pine to Whitney Portal with McDonald's. All of us. Yeah, you don't food. stop talking about McDonald's. I'm leaving. Yeah. What what uh, <laughs> what what kind of McDonald's did you use for that section? <laughs> so uh, that's it. I, I just Naomi, left. Naomi did the uh, the. I don't know if it was McDonald's. But it was some sort of burger, and I, I did wow. the twenty piece chicken nugget. As did drop and roll. Okay, okay. but okay. you didn't pack it out. You didn't pack it out. Here. So no, no, we we we. I mean, you just powered through right there. I, I mean, it, it made it like ten miles before I ate them all. Okay. Hey, is there anything else about the L two H that you would like to speak on before we move along? Yes, totally. I want to give a shout out to Trail Show fan homework for Ooh, once again yes. just being the nicest guy in the world. So I don't know how this happened, but I, I have one of those fancy altimeter Sunto Core watches that uh, that I'm very very fond of. And okay. somehow on the rock scrambling section on one of the alternates by Darwin Falls, it fell off. And I posted something on, on the Low to High Facebook page. Hey, keep your eyes out. And, uh, and Homework found it, which is incredible because it was really on a section where there are a lot of ways to go. And he just, he just, he, Homework is just the most awesome guy yet again. Now, wait a I, minute. I vote him for Trail, trail True Hiker of the Year. You're telling me there's a lowest to highest Facebook group? Why does it, why does there need to be a lowest to highest Facebook group? <laughs> yeah, why, why are they, they so special? To general Facebook groups? Yeah, why can't why can't there just be a general hiking Facebook group? Why do they need their own Facebook group? Well, you know, you, you can talk about trail specific issues like there was a road closure for a pl- place that people normally water cash, or if you want to know if certain springs are running at a time of year. Yeah, but, well, or if you happen to lose your expensive trail watch that there's no way you can replace because it's end of hiking season if you have no money and someone else happens to be behind you you know and they can find it i i just don't get why they need like a special i feel like it's divisive to yeah, yeah. It's a little divisive. can't we all just come together on one page <laughs> it's too exclusive man it's like if you're not out in the l2h then you don't need to be in this facebook group and yeah I find what, that offensive. what's that about snorkel I find that very offensive <laughs> Okay, Snorkel, you'll need to listen to this episode in its entirety well, to understand no, I, I get this joke. Where you're going, and I'm yeah. very glad that you We're not going there. Here. We're not going there. We you already just, went there. We already yeah. went there. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want to talk about it. I'm just glad you're talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Hence the joke. I thought there should be a whole trash of special issue on it, so I'm, I'm glad that uh, two hours in. That might be a good bonus show. Yeah, yeah. Exclusi- really exclusivity yeah. on the National Scenic Trails. I like it. Yeah. Snorks, did you post... Anything on your blog or any photos on any social media? Like, where can people learn more about your hike on the L2H or see more about your hike on the L2H? Yeah, totally. It's on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash snorkelhikes. Snorkel is spelled K-E-E-L, not L-E. And uh, theoretically, I'll get it up on my website, which is eathomas.com. Very cool. And for folks that are interested in planning their own L2H hikes, again, you can go to www.simplicity.net slash L2H dot S-H-T-M-L. All right, Snorks. Well, thanks for schooling us on the L2H. And uh, we'll have to have you back in studio next time. Yes. Thanks so much, Trail Show. Good night, Snorkel. Thanks, Snorkel. All right, see you, Buenas Snorks. Buenas noches. Miss you guys. Bye. Hasta. Bye. Wow, and there she went. I don't know. I th- <laughs> well, ah, 
D'Lo. She just ran out the door. She man. ran out the. But she, she wasn't out even the door. Here. She was taping a special across the, the hall. The virtual she door. Ran out the door. She ran out the virtual door. Yeah. All right, folks, we got to go to break. When we come back, we've got a lot of show left to do. So oh stay with God. us. This is Area's owner, and I never listen to the trail show. If you enjoyed the segment on the lowest to highest route, Rail Riders is for you. Specializing in functional, versatile clothing, no company gets you through multiple environments in one day like Rail Riders. Be sure to check out their awesome new fall products like the Regulator Puffy Jacket that packs up in a travel pillow. Always on the cutting edge of outdoor clothing innovation, Rail Riders gets a recommendation for its toughest and creative designs. Check them out today at www.railriders.com and use code TRAILSHOW at checkout for 10% off your next order. We had the pleasure of trying out some garb. P.O.D., what did you get to try out? I had the women's wayfarer plaids. It's a shirt. It's a shirt. Short or long-sleeved? Long-sleeved, which is my preference. Okay. I went to short-sleeve once and it was terrible so now i'm back on the long sleeves this one has a little more style than what i'm used to okay it's not so uh dumpy looking as as most of my uh trail clothes it's nice it's kind of it's almost like a seersucker feel to it mm-hmm. lightly colored plaid i think there's a few different colors um you worn got, it on the trail yeah it's got spf I, i've worn it uh not on any through hikes but i wore it all summer doing you know, some overnights and some day hikes and things like that. Bagging 14ers? Yep. Any yard work? Yes. Actually, I did wear it in my garden as well. Nice. Oh, That's so it's uh, dual, dual use then. Yeah, right? because I did do some gardening in my bikini and uh, got very sunburned <laughs> <laughs> on my back. <laughs> yeah. And so then I, I wore the shirt after that to keep now, the sun off. Now, Dilo. You too were able to wear some Rail Riders garb in while doing your yard work. Yes, that's correct. Actually, I wore a pair of men's bone flats shorts, which actually came in very handy because some of my other shorts were just stained and ripped and falling apart, and I don't buy clothes too often. Like those ones you're wearing right now? Yeah. Um, So it was really cool that I got a new pair of shorts, and I wear them, I probably wore them uh, twice a week for the past. Four months. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, like I wore them that much. Um, they're very comfortable. They fit very well. I, I biked around a lot in them. I probably hiked a little bit in them, but I biked mostly. I probably biked in them every time I wore them. I biked in them. Very comfortable for biking. They didn't hike up. You know, they didn't like yeah. ride up on your thighs or anything like that. My only complaint was um, because they are so lightweight, if you have anything in your pockets, they, it just tends to really weigh you down. So when I would bike with them, I would put all of my uh, cell phones, keys, things like that. Yeah. Cell phones? My, well, or no, multiple cell phones. If, uh, uh, no, actually, if I was if I was listening to the earbuds while I was biking, I think I'd put the cell phone in like a a zipper pocket on the front. But I would have my keys and my wallet in the back pockets, yeah. which zipped up because it just felt like awkward because the, they were so light that when you were pedaling and your thighs are moving, these like your keys were just like flailing about, and it was just so I needed yeah. to move, put them somewhere where they didn't move. And so I actually don't really like walking around in the shorts with anything in my front pockets for that reason because the front pockets are very deep and things that you put in there 
can't be heavy. They, you know, like you can sure. maybe have like a, if you have, if you have like a hiker style, like rubber banded credit card thing with some money, that's fine. But like a wallet filled with credit cards and packs you know, of sugar. Yeah. Packs yeah. of sugar and packs of gum and stuff like that. Like I roll around town with like, you got to put them in your back pockets. Yeah. yeah you rocks. don't want to have like rocks and like little no. pieces of cactus put the rocks, spine. And... Put the rocks in your back pocket. It'll feel better. Or put, in your, put them in your friend's back. Friend's backpack. backpack. Yeah. 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 That's really the best but, place but, for them. But they're great shorts and I look forward to uh, wearing them twice a week for uh, six months straight starting about next April. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I got to try the short sleeve Wayfarer shirt. Which I I'm a big fan of the of the button down short sleeve shirt. Now, POD, yeah. I know you don't care for the short sleeves, but what I do, no, I don't. What I do I is them. I pair my short sleeve shirt with just some SPF arm sleeves that Too I buy hot. that I buy off Amazon for a couple of nickels, and it's it's a great little thing. So I can have a long sleeve shirt when I want it, and then I just take my sleeves off, and then I'm down to my short sleeve Wayfair button down shirt. You see. I also got to try out, uh, based on my good friend Hearsay, who was on previous trail shows, the men's eco-mesh pants with insect shield. Now, these have like a little mesh uh, little mesh strip down the sides. Very good ventilation. They can zip, can't they? No, no, no. They're oh, not convertible. They oh, okay. They're no, no, no. No, the, the mesh part. Can that zip open and closed? Or is it always open? It can. Oh, okay. But I, that's not how I roll. I, I got to have... Max ventilation. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's it's an important feature of those pants. So Hearsay biked through Mexico with these pants, and he was so taken by them, he wrote a love letter to Real Riders. Oh, that's right, he did. Remember, they published yes. his love letter. Maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll hunt that down and post a little link to that's it. That's the, on the most romantic show. thing he's ever done. That's the only love letter he's ever written yeah. in his entire life. Anyway, um, I'm hoping to do a little hiking in Arizona next spring. And I can't wait to give these EcoMesh pants a little run for their money. I would also like to say that uh, Zippy had Rail Rider pants when he stayed with he us He had the summer. Bone Flats pants. Yeah, he had those. Oh, those I looked had the awesome. Bone Flats shorts. Version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they and looked they, awesome. They have even more mesh uh, little panels and ventilation than the EcoMesh pants. So check them out. Moving on to our next segment. We've got an audio clip from our good friend Out of Order. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Delo, and I think he mentions you by name. So I let's love it. let's go. He now now remember he's making his way from north to south through Europe. And he's somewhere out there right now. Where are you at, Out of Order? What's I look up, forward to show? this. This is Out of Order and I'm checking in from this hike across Europe from north to south, from Norway to Spain. And I have finally have reached Germany. I'm very excited about that. The chocolate aisle in the supermarket is amazing here, as is the rest of the candy aisle. So I'm very excited. In fact, I would like to report just a little bit about chocolate in Europe so far. I found Norway had very good chocolate, a little bit expensive. Sweden had great chocolate, too, a little less expensive than Norway. So if you're going to buy chocolate between those two, I'd probably go to Sweden because I think the quality was about the same. The price is a little lower in Sweden. And then I got to Denmark. And Denmark was a disaster for chocolate. Disastrous huh. prices. They had the same bars that they had in Sweden, but they were 25% smaller and 25% more expensive. Whoa. I don't know the math on that. 50%. That's, not that's the wrong math. way to do things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very disappointing and probably why I walked through Denmark in about 10 days. I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to Germany. Maybe they have good chocolate. Turns out they do have good chocolate. It's amazing. It's cheap. 
It's plentiful, wide variety. I'm very excited. I'm going to be here for another month at least. Um, so I plan to eat my way through the entire chocolate aisle by the time I get out of here. So um, things are going good. I passed uh, the Appalachian Trail mileage the other day in Denmark as I was walking down a road. It was all pavement and my legs were hurting and I was like, this is not Mount Katahdin. But uh, it's, yeah, I mean, the last month has been pretty brutal. He's, he's walked 2,000 miles. He found his in, in Denmark. Uh, lots of roads, but there's some cool history. You're walking down old Viking, Ugh. kind of Viking trading roads and war roads. So you end up passing a lot of Viking burial mounds and old churches and bridges. How dare you, Peter? Uh, older than churches. the United States and Blah. may even outlast the United States, depending on how the election goes. <laughs> Still, it's rough when you Keep walk 10 miles of payment to get to a Viking burial mound. And you're like, oh, cool. That's where they... Buried Vikings, but Yay. really it's just like a mound of dirt. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. The sign, which you can't read because it's usually in, in, in Danish. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they have a picture of a Viking on it, so that's cool. But it's not really worth the 10 miles of road. So I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, listening to like every Jane Austen book in existence, Pride wow. and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, Mansfield Park, Persuasion, Emma. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, really what it is, is you just got to, you know, I knew this would be tough. I knew that I'd have to do what D'Lo has always taught us, that great gift he gave all through hikers, which is embrace the brutality. <laughs> Sometimes the brutality is high altitude in difficult mountains on the CDT. Sometimes it's road walking <laughs> through kind of flat and boring parts of Europe. Uh, but uh, things are good. Looking forward to Germany. Looking forward to drinking some beers here. And... Uh, Wish you guys uh, could get over here and drink with me, but I'll drink a few for you and hope everything's going well over there. Take care. This is Out of Order. If anyone wants to know more about it, check out my blog at predictablylost.com. See you guys later. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Dude, Out of Order has got a killer domain name. Predictably, Predictably Lost. Lost. That is killer. Yeah. That is really good. Yeah, and he found the chocolate in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. We should link I'm, him I'm up curious with, to hear uh, what, his, uh, what his beer reports are going to be yeah. on, the, on the next one. Yeah, we should hook him hook up him with that. Beer? I'm surprised he didn't mention how cheap beer is yes. in Germany. Well, I hear they have like, drinking fountains over there, but it's just beer, right? Is well, there? I know in the Camino there's a wine fountain that is wine. Yeah. But what? maybe there should be a beer fountain somewhere. I, fi- I feel like it's is. something that should exist. Okay, did anyone go on trips this past month? Did anyone go anywhere? Uh, yes. We went up to RMNP and just did a little overnight uh, by Odessa Lake. It was about four and a half miles in. Now, for the non-cool kids, what does RMNP mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we went up there. It was beautiful. It was like 70 degrees. Yeah. So nice. Wow. Still a little bit of uh, mm-hmm. leaves on the aspens. Nice. They hadn't all fully got blown off yet. So, yeah, it was really great. We got up there. The wind blew all night long. Hmm. I think we had like three hours oh, of like God. not... Wind no, except to destroy the opposite us. way. Except the bad way. Yeah. Mm. All <laughs> night long. Oh, no. Yeah. So yeah. it kept you up all night? For quite a while, yeah. yeah. We, we, I mean, we got some sleep, but it was definitely like the first few hours of being in bed was just wind, wind, wind. But Odessa Lake was absolutely gorgeous. There were two campsites in the, uh, the spot that we reserved there. And yeah, it was just awesome. Was this hike-in or drive-in? Uh, hike-in. It was only four and a half miles. Nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so super easy. Uh, Disco and I went to Albuquerque to visit some friends of ours. Last weekend. Who had NBP. That's right. And um, 
my friend Pooh had, she's like two weeks away from having her baby. So she didn't do any hiking with us. Well, that's not true. We did a short little, like, two-mile, Delo-style oh, yeah. walk by the Rio Grande. But What was that area called? They call it the Bosque. <laughs> it's actually El Bosque, but they yeah. call it the Bosque. The Bosque. The bo- it sounds like Lebowski. But anyway, oh but we the did. The big Lebowski. We did do disco. MBP and I, we went, did a 16-mile hike up and over the Sandia Crest, which was really Ooh, cool. Up and over? And on, it was really warm on the GET. On the Grand Enchantment Trail. Yep. Up one side and down the other? Yep. yep. And cool. it was re- also very warm, and the colors were so magnificent there. Falls was kind of just popping there. It's well past prime here, but it was the Aspens were peaking in the Sandias. It was incredible. By the way, I have a cold. That's why I sound like Donald Trump. And we did see a little wildfire burning below us, which gave us... Uh, oh yeah, it yeah. Crazy. It was kind of interesting. Like I, I was like, oh, if it were windy, we might want to turn back. But it it was kind of calm it and still, fine. and it was just sort of smoking. You know, it wasn't anything that was yep. about to run up on us. So we Do hiked you know? on. I haven't gone anywhere. You went to GABF. Oh yeah, man. that's right. It was at the Great American Beer Fest. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about all compliments that. Compliments of Trail Show Beers are Mike Scooby, Scooby Page, Page, the yeah. man. And I was actually a little sad that you guys didn't go with me, but I went with a couple other friends who. But thanks for the invitation. I <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Sorry. We figured you were working. We didn't know you'd run off. Yeah. Yeah. What did you go with, Markham? I did not go with Markham, oh, and I no. t- and he wasn't around. But I went with a couple other friends. One who was actually a hiker who hiked the Tahoe Rim Trail with his eight and six year old. Uh, wow, eight eight year old and six year old okay. and his wife this summer. So uh, he's a hiker. He hiked the PCT I think in two thousand six. And anyways, there was three of us. We had a good time. Um, but I just have to say that. Being 40 years old, it is hard to drink that much beer <laughs> at 1.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday. Cry it's, me it's a river, hard. man. It's hard, Cry man. me a river. Like, I, I could have helped you out with that, you know? I know, I know. Next you roll year, out of there. Next year, we'll direct scoop yeah, just, to you. Yeah, next year, just keep it open. Now, I know that your favorite beer was probably the free beer, but were there any standouts other than... The free beer. You know, I, I have to uh, I have to give a shout out to Josh Zapin, Mr. Appetizer here. Yeah, he went he went with me um, because he actually downloaded the uh, Great American Beer Fest app on oh. his phone and started keeping track of all the beers. Oh, now really? compare that to myself, who just drank a lot of beers and has no idea. Got cross eyed. Yeah, and has and then like rolled into dinner with his wife and his children <laughs> a little bit later. But uh, so you know, compare my Great American Beer Fest. Um, tracking mechanism which is just like versus his which is like oh okay cool let me punch that into my phone okay next punch it into my phone yeah so i i i have no recollection of what my favorite beer was nice but like i said it is hard to drink that much beer in the middle okay of the well we won't invite you next year no Special. I'll go. we'll direct scooby right to you i'll go i want it <laughs> i'd be remiss if i didn't mention the auto west gathering which pod yes. and i went to the last weekend of september in Nevada City, California, and it was incredible. It was one of the so fun. It was one of the more fun yeah. Auto West gatherings I've been to. But they get better and better each year, thanks to our good friend Mr. Whitney. Yep. All good. And snorkel and that whole and snorkel, Portland yeah. Mafia group. It, the whole vibe of the gathering has changed in Beauchart. the last like five to seven years. It's it's really cool. It's well worth your time. And next year, if all goes as planned, it will be in Colorado oh, for the yes. first time ever. Woo-hoo! That's right. We don't know where yet. Uh, and POD, I think you're a member of the Auto West board now. I am. 
Do you want to speak on that? I'm a member now. Very good. So they did a hiker Olympics this year. Oh, Normally, it was great. They do like these eating contests yeah. and things. You know, dig a hole. Right, dig poop a hole. In poop, it. Yeah, you, you know, burn your paper. Right, it's you know, burn your blue jeans. But this year, they they actually <laughs> some, <laughs> they actually made two whip snake backpacks. Which, if you're not familiar with the whip snake, you should be. Just so Google that's it. your backpack. That's huh? your backpack. Sh- should I? Yes, you okay. have to. I think it's appropriate. So that's your backpack, huh? You've had it for years and it's never let you down. Yeah, your old backpack is good enough, right? Wrong! Okay, so they had a little hiker Olympics and they they would pit like one person against the other. And it was two parallel obstacle courses. Two parallel obstacle They were mirror images of each yes. other, if you will. I will. I, okay, good. I did. Okay. Did you? I did not, yeah. but I saw Snorkel do it, and I, I think I took the best photo of the entire gathering because Snorkel was about three feet from the finish line, <laughs> and it was just a look of sheer, like, no, no not no, horror. No, sorry. It was no. like just sheer bliss on her face. Like, she was so happy as she was crossing the finish line. It was hysterical. It was wonderful. And I also peer pressured uh, the onion. Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> Pepper to race against each other. And Pepper, Pepper had the best wipeout of the. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> the problem with the whip snake is that it adds about a good ten feet above your head. So the deal with the obstacle course is they had you ducking under ropes with the whip snake on, <laughs> and, and if you weren't cognizant of your, um, even if you were. Even it's if you crazy. were, so Pepper got clotheslined, or I should say that the whip snake on Pepper's back got clotheslined, and he was just laid out in the grass. Yeah. It's it like the onion was, you know, doing laps on him or whoever. I did was. catch the onion trying to steal the ice from the... Uh, the no, stop. They are had you a, serious? They had a coffee area with that all these, like, yep. half and half saw it, D-Lo. soy milk ice, creamer. man. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That guy in his ice. And what was he even going to do with it? I don't, I don't know. know. He just, he's just an ice hoarder. And I would like to point out that the trail show made oh, a yes. very important donation to family planning at this year's gathering. Yes. Amanda, any trips? Any trips this past month? Uh, I finished the PCT, so that was pretty cool. Woo! Yeah, that's not. That doesn't really count, oh. though. It's only like <laughs> what twenty six hundred and fifty yeah, miles. I mean, I, mean. I guess it's just a little short. I well, didn't. Yeah, no, it's disappointing. Yeah. No, congratulations. That's so <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I hope one day I get the opportunity to walk the PCT again. Hey, and tell uh, us the name of your blog again. Oh, it's Brown Girl on the PCT dot com. Okay, perfect. Nice. <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for trail tip and this month we're throwing it over to zool uh, do you have a trail tip for us because uh, i can always use dirt monger's default trail no. tip of, of wearing brown underwear but that's that's kind of boring so what do you got um i guess my my trail tip would be if you're if you decide to blog or video blog or do like everyday pictures on your instagram and you're hiking a long trail like Build in days off just it, because you're going to have those days where you do 30 and then you sit down at the end of the day and you're like, I really don't want to do whatever yeah. it is that I have set for myself to do. Uh, take those breaks. It's a job within itself, right? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, even just keeping like um, D'Lo, you know, me and you like to do the old school style where you take a pen and a piece of paper and you write like a little bit of a journal at night while you're on trail. A even journal. just like even just putting like one page of a very small piece of paper can be an endeavor in itself. It after you've walked thirty miles 
all you want to do is lay down, maybe eat eat a little couscous, eat a little ramen, drink some uh, crystal light, and eat a, a Snicker bar that's already melted, and you just want to go to sleep. You don't want to. You don't want to write. I, and you're, you don't want to do all this stuff. I found a couple of times when I tried to keep journals. I'm terrible at it. That you start out like writing, oh, the trail today, and then you flip forward like 15 pages, and it's become a bulleted list. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got all the, the way number to voice of miles, notes. Yeah. yeah, like all the way yes. to voice notes. It went from like I'm writing these huge long blogs to like I'm just gonna take notes to I'm just gonna voice <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's <laughs> what I did in '08. I carried a little digital audio recorder with me instead <laughs> because I thought like, well. If I'm hiking, I could be talking. So, like, exactly. Why, why but, not? You know, we actually talked about how cool that the voice uh, recorder was, and and if you put them on your blog, it's actually cool because people can hear in your voice, like, yeah. things so. that you can't communicate through <laughs> the words. defeat. It's I had well, I had a friend, <laughs> uh, my friend Node hiked the Arizona Trail last year, and she did an entirely audio blog, oh, wow. and it was really cool to sort of be able to hear. Um, day by day when she was yeah. like super excited about something or like yeah. when she had had sort of like a rough day and just sort of to to hear her voice from the trail was just like a very cool thing for yeah. all of us back home. Or like, too oh, much TVP go. one day. Yeah, I think you know also <laughs> you need to make realistic expectations, right? I think yeah. so like on my next hike, I'm going to set the realistic expectation that I will write exactly four blog posts. Like for oh, the yeah. entire one or, at the beginning, one per state, two random ones, and then one like a month after I'm done. Or doing something like doing it like <laughs> you know, weekly. Be it. Yeah, once a week. Once, once a, a week, week. I like, feel like is a very doable, uh, a thing. So like the, <laughs> it's like having the Sunday newspaper, but the hiker blog version of yeah, yeah. just that one post per week. Yep. Maybe that's more exciting for someone out there too. You know, they're like really looking forward to that one post. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's I like guess if you're stuck in an office, the Daily Post is really exciting for you. What about you, D-Lo? You went from a guy who had like this, this d-lo.com website that had 10,000 hits a day because you were posting every day to no post at all. Like, why? What happened, D-Lo? Uh, I just don't really do anything very interesting <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Are you a retired through hiker, D-Lo? Uh, if you ask Ratatouille, yeah. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> if Ratatouille has his say, then yeah. And how many trails has Ratatouille through hike? I don't know, man. But uh, <laughs> point eight. I'm, I'm a pretty avid landscaper. We'll, we could talk about that next month. All right. I tell you what. We got one more segment before we go to break. It's it's Dilo's favorite. We're resurrecting trail line once again this month. All right, Dilo. I know. I know you've been dying. We've actually got a special call with the onion. Really prepared and planned. Here it is. Yeah. Let me, ladies let me. and gentlemen. Actually, I don't want to call him. Let's do iTunes Top 5. <laughs> All right, we got B-Man. He says, fantastic, five stars. Stars. I love the trail show. I am a thru-hiker, but even my non-hiker friends get a kick out of it. My one suggestion is for a monthly bonus show of Sweet Tater telling stories. That guy is pure gold behind the microphone. He is. Okay. Let's put him on the payroll. This one's great. D-Lo, you want to... You want to make sure you're paying attention for this one. We got Store 32 Shopper who says, Truly awful, one star. He said, This is great. He says, Very little about the trail. 
But if you're into people sitting around reliving the glory days on the trail while slowly getting drunk, ostensibly reviewing local brews that you won't find 100 miles from Boulder, Colorado, this is the podcast for you. Sounds awesome. It gets boring very quickly as the hosts have fallen into roles. The main protagonist, who is over his head technically, but loves the sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) The petulant guy, who doesn't really want to be there. That must be (laughs) D-Lo. The skirka wannabe, who hates his jobs. Is that Max? (laughs) And the woman who tries to be the adult in the room and keep this mess together. Wow. That's the first time I have ever heard anyone refer to me as an adult. I love it. All right. <laughs> That's the best review yet. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean. That should have been our show. Well, can we yeah, just wrap up <laughs> iTunes 5 right now? <laughs> I mean, it, there's nothing better. Uh, we, we got a few more. Okay. Eric Wallace says, fantastic. Five stars. I heard about this show from someone mentioning it on the Book of Faces, so I thought I'd give it a listen. I started with the most recent episode and then went back to the beginning Ooh, to do the mistake. through listen. However, I didn't listen to the approach episodes, per your recommendation, and I started at episode number four. Good. I admit that I took a few zero days, but today I finally caught up. I wish I noted when I started listening, because I feel I came pretty close to the FKT. Wow. I guess he has an F-U-K-T. I'm an avid outdoorsman, but I'm... Gotta document it, man. You gotta document that FKT. That's right. Where's your spot data? He says, I'm an avid outdoorsman, <laughs> but I, I mostly just go on weekend hikes and try to get out for a week at least once a year. Haven't been able to get out for more than a day since last spring. Well, you're a failure. How dare you? <laughs> Grew up in Oregon and moved so to Maryland harsh, last dude. year. This show really made me want to attempt the AT. And if all goes well, I'd love to do the PCT so I can hike through my home state. Thank you all for great entertainment at work and my commute. Love the beer talk and the sound effects. Oh, God. Keep up the good work. Okay, deal. We got two more. We got Beatles. <coughs> excuse me. We've got Beatles less than three. Five stars. Wish this was a daily eight-hour show so I could listen while I hike every day. As I hike, I often use show catchphrases to keep me movie, moving. Mostly yelling, get on the trail, at myself or dirt, blood, mud, and guts whenever I fall. One of the best podcasts <laughs> I've ever listened to. Keep it up. Whoa. And last but not least, we've got Johnny Wah. He says, five stars, you are rad. Hey, thanks for making a show that is actually fun. Love listening. Great. Enjoy. That's it, D-Lo. That's fantastic. Right, that was actually ended. better better than calling the onion and asking him about <laughs> ice. Ice, yeah. Baby. Nobody uh, wants to know about why the onion has an ice fetish. All right. Well, <laughs> When we come back, from and the break, onion will 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 hate us for what I just said, but that's okay. It's okay. It's it's very titillating. <laughs> titillating. Titillate. All you I put, wanted. You was take the ice and you put it on your body. You move <laughs> it around, isn't it? As it melts, it's very titillating. All I wanted was sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Throw me a freaking bone here. When we come back, we've got Isak. It's the extra special audio clip on the trail show. Don't go anywhere. What? One cube. I just want one ice cube.
The Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. All right, folks, The Trail Show is back. We're coming in on the home stretch. We, we just, hope. We hope. we got a few <laughs> more segments to cover. And I'm going to start this thing off with our ESAC, which is our extra special audio clip. So I was thinking about all the CDT thru-hikers that are finishing their southbound thru-hikes right now at the Mexican border. And our good friend Trauma, when he hiked through, he had a little incident with a tarantula. And when, when we hiked through, we saw tarantulas like... Crossing the yeah, road in awesome. October in New Mexico. Yep. Dilo, did you see any tarantulas in I New Mexico? I saw a lot of tarantulas, and Nina told me that October is the month when the tarantulas yes. are out walking. Yep. Yeah, so they're migrating. I, I got to thinking about this, and I, I was kind of curious. Like, are there any uh, – do tarantulas have predators other than us? Like, obviously, we could step on them, but there is an insect. It's called the tarantula hawk. And I'm not sure how familiar you, – you're nodding your head. You know yeah, about the no, tarantula uh, hawk? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so it, like, did you have a bad experience with the tarantula hawk? Uh, no, okay. thankfully. Okay. But definitely saw quite a few in the desert on the PCT. Okay, so the tarantula hawk, a uh, little research, it's the largest wasp on the planet. And it's also noted for having the second most painful sting of any insect on the planet, second only to the bullet ant. Okay? okay. This thing, uh, to, to paint a picture, it's about the size... Imagine like a tube of chapstick with wings. It's oh, a, oh, I saw. And they have I bright totally orange seen, wings. Yes. Oh, I've totally seen those before. Okay. Oh, God, I'm terrified it, just thinking about it. it. It's a <laughs> very, very large wasp. Now, they're not really interested in people. They're interested in tarantulas. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. A giant orange wasp? The wings, the wings are, are, orange. are orange. I think I... And do your research, but they actually like fly down. They can sense a tarantula burrow like through various huh. chemicals and whatever and they fly down into the burrow Whoa, and they get they get the tarantula to raise up on its hind legs and then they sting the belly and implant oh an egg it's crazy you got to read about this but anyway oh. there's this guy on the web his name's coyote peterson and i don't have any of you guys heard about coyote no. no. Okay, he looks like a coyote. So you should go check him out on YouTube. He's got this YouTube channel called Brave Wilderness, and he's kind of testing out, like, how bad is the second oh my God. worst thing on the plane? Let, let's, let's go to a clip. All right, coyote. You okay, man? Your heart racing? Million miles a second. This is the most nervous I've ever been to take a sting or bite from anything. My hand is shaking. Are you guys all ready? Oh, yeah. I'm ready if you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. I'm Coyote Peterson, and I'm about to enter the sting zone with the tarantula hawk. Let's go for it. One. Two. Here we go. Three. Ah! Ah! 
Are you okay, man? I'm getting nervous. Are you feeling anything? Like, should you be worried? Nope. I just can't. Oh, wow. <laughs> it sounded like, like D-Lo. Wow. Oh, my God. He. Uh, all I got to say is, like, just listen to this in the privacy of your own home because if you're out in public where other people are around you, you just. They're just going to look at you when you just burst out laughing and just. You're just going to lose your And there's nothing you can do to prevent yourself from losing your and it's too late now because you've already lost shit. But everybody around you right now is just going to be looking at you, staring because you just lost shit. And it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So let me tell you, like, just Whoa. capturing, <laughs> capturing please, the please audio. Just tell me that this guy has a mullet. No, he does no. not. We're going to post the clip to our Facebook page and our our Twitter feed. But as the person who actually had to capture the audio from that clip, I watched it like three or four times, and I I started to get nauseous. He literally has the tarantula hawk by some entomologist forceps. He puts it on his arm. It, it's do they do they know, do they sting humans? No, they are not oh, okay. interested in Thank humans at God. all. But if you have one and you put it on of your course, arm, of course, of course, it's gonna freak out and sting you, and that's what it did. Yeah. By the way, do they die or can they sting multiple times? They can sting multiple times. He actually set that one free after it stung him and after his his arm went out of paralysis because oh. he literally laid on the the sand for like five minutes, just writhing around screaming, which is what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to get stung by oh one of these God. things. This is this is bad news. Anyway, we'll put up a clip. That was great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And with that, it's time for oh mailbag. <laughs> All right, I have a letter from Snorkel. You got a letter this month, P.O.D.? That's right. Okay. Just because we haven't had enough Snorkel That's on That's right. Show. <laughs> it says, Dear P.O.D., Disco Dilo, and Spesh, greetings from the Great Divide Trail. Uh, as a late season Nobo, it's been a lonely trail. We haven't seen another through hiker on the whole trip. But listening to the trail show makes it feel like I'm rolling with a whole posse. You've brought a smile to my face during horrendous bushwhacks, multi-day roadwalks, innumerable blowdowns, and mud mountaineering. To show my thanks for your excellent podcast, not to mention burritos, beers, and nights crashed at your house, I wanted to send you a donation that would give you incentive to come hike this trail. It says you may open the envelope at this time, but I've already opened it. This was almost a donation not to be. I had to bring my last $20 on stamps, so then was going to send you $17.35. I thought it'd be pretty funny to send you loose change, including the loony coin. But then I needed the cash to buy a case of Canadian maple cream ale instead. I that thought makes you, sense. I thought you'd understand. Yeah. Luckily, these last two bills emerged, which admittedly I brought from the U.S. for my last trip to Canada many years before. They're probably still legal tender, but apparently this design of the $10 bill has been phased out. <laughs> so anyway, it's worthless. Yeah. So what she <laughs> sent us was... Two $10 Canadian bills. That we can't use. That have been phased out. Just like Canada. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thank you for the excellent podcast and much love and respect from the, from the GDT. And if for some reason the donations aren't spendable, please enjoy the uncannily named coffee. Yeah. She also sent us a pound of coffee from the Oso Negro someplace in Canada. She bought this. And it is the Princess of Darkness roast. The Very dark roast. Rich, smooth, and deep. Wow. So it's South the, American, Indonesian. It's the Black Eye Coffee Company, and they have a... No, not I. 
You said bear also. Oh, whoops. Ojo is I. So it's the Black Bear Coffee Company, and they have a blend called the Princess of Darkness. That's right. So she gave this to us actually at Alda West, and Disco and I have actually consumed all of the coffee. It's pretty good. None to share with you guys, but um, it was really good. <laughs> it's pretty <And> good. <laughs> she also gave us these two $10 Canadian bills that cannot be spent. So much love, Snorkel, the fifth chair. Wow. All right. Is that it? Was that the end of mailbag? Great. Let's move on. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think we thank got you. I think we Thank got you, another. Snorkel, for that lovely thank donation. You, snorkel. We and don't you. worry, Snorkel. If we can't use those in a bank, we will take them to the strip club. That's right. Make it to rain. To the club. Let's make it rain money you can't use, girls. <laughs> All right. Next mailbag. D-Lo, please. Hi, Disco. First off, this is really long. You guys are awesome and keep doing what you're doing with the podcast. I was backpacking in the Mummy Range this weekend and it occurred to me that the podcast and all of your stories have made a massive impact in my life. I discovered the trail show in the winter of 2014 shortly after I started hitting the trails in southern Indiana for some day hiking. By spring, I was hitting the trails every chance I got, quickly working up to 10-plus mile days. And then a three-day backpacking trip in the Red River Gorge and my first thru-hike, the Tecumseh Trail. Only 42 miles, but what an amazing experience, especially in the fall. Tecumseh. Over the past winter, I started to get itchy feet, so I listened back through the old episodes again, hearing you argue with D'Lo and Mags about cross-country skiing, and a few Sierra Nevadas later, I had applied to some jobs in Colorado. Things started moving along, and I found myself living in Fort Collins in January! Exclamation point. When I was hiking the Tecumseh Trail, listening to the trail show in my tent, I never would have imagined that I would be backpacking, hiking, and living in Colorado. It really hit me that so much has changed over the last year and a half, and you, P.O.D., D'Lo, and Mags were the driving force to keep me on the three milers in Indiana State Forest last winter and pushed me to leave my home state of Indiana to hike the mountains of Colorado. That wasn't a very short story at all, but this has been such a huge and important change in my life, and honestly... I don't think it would have ever happened if it weren't for you guys and the trail show. I just wanted to tell you thanks and share my story that you all have had a big impact in making it happen. I owe you way more than a few beers. You guys are awesome. Bryce. Wow. What a letter. Amazing. I actually never thought that the trail show would have that much of a positive influence on anybody. Maybe it was a bad influence. No. We we uprooted this guy. uh He, He moved to Colorado. He's hiking. Next thing you know, he's going to be doing yard maintenance. <laughs> that's that's the evolution, right, d it, like, it is. He'll be like... I mean, it's either that or ultra running, right? <laughs> One or the other, dude. You either become an ultra runner or a landscaper. What's the name of that bar? Choose your path. The heavy bar you like? Oh, the San Angelo bar. Yeah, man. next thing you know, he's going to have a San Angelo bar. He's just walking around town a Pulaski. With it. Yeah. You got to have two of them for trekking poles. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 40 pound trek. Man, I, I busted out my Pulaski and my San Angelo bar this week. That's what? right. Yeah, I don't, don't want to tell you about that right now. Bryce, thank you. What yes. a what Bryce a hell is of a amazing. Letter. We're we're honored. Um, we're humbled. And 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 right here, Bryce, I just want you to hear this sound. Hold on a second. That was the sound of us patting each other on the back. <laughs> Actually, that was D'Lo patting me on the back. Yeah, yeah, it was. But, you know, just, you know, picture all of us. That sound like times four or five when everybody in this circle here pats each other on the back because we all did a good job. Thank That's you, right. Bryce. Do we want to do that really quick? Everybody pat each other on the back no. and hear it on the microphone. Too difficult. Too Why? many cables. Too Why? many cables. We're not going home anytime soon. Why don't we all <laughs> pat ourselves <laughs> on yeah, the back? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's your chest. Hey, hey, I had to make a sound. He's part monkey. 
I have something from Larry Boy. Larry Boy! Hey, gang. Curtis Ware and Bobby Walters may not have done the Beartooth high route, but Larry Boy has. Larry Boy! Just wanted to add a few notes about the Beartooths on the back of Twinkle's discussion. Number one, I would second the recommendation for a helmet on Granite Peak. It's steep and loose, and a guy above me kicked down a basketball-sized rock, and it bounded down 2,000 feet. I'm emphatically not a rock climber, and I found the climb to be okay, but it's definitely upper end class three. Number two, rough terrain. There's a lot of terrain that compares to the Alpine Lakes Basin and the winds. And for those of you who don't know, the Alpine Lakes Basin is along the Wind River High Route, and it's probably the most challenging section of that route. On number three... I'd encourage people to do some of their own route making. I did a route in the Beartooth this summer of a similar length, all of which is above treeline and off trail except for maybe five miles. The possibilities are truly endless. And number four, the Beartooths are the most beautiful place in the whole world. Every bit as good as the winds with even more alpine lakes, if that's possible. Larry Boy. Larry Boy! Larry Boy! Very cool. Uh, also, I got a message from Bobby Walters. She says she wants to be... Wait a minute. The Bobby Walters? The Bobby Walters okay. wants to be uh, BFFs with Out of Order. <laughs> oh, really? Fantastic. Yes. Out of Order. When you come back to the USA, you got a place to stay in Ohio. That's right. That's right. Now, I think we had <laughs> we had a little bad baloney this month. Wow. We're just going to keep this music going for the rest of the show. That's uh, right. <laughs> we have some bad baloney tonight on Twitter. Some gentleman created a fake Twitter account just to say to us, Tense Steak Review, have you no dignity? Your show is an oasis free of dreaded gear talk. Please stop. Wow, so he he was not into... He's not into the Tense Steak Review. What's No, and, and our Tense Steak Review... Is it's an legendary. ongoing series. Like, we haven't even... We, uh, oh, we've just barely the, scratched the surface. I know. This is just the icing on the cake, man. It's like the No, very icing on beginning. the cake is at the end. Oh, know? okay. So this is like the, the eggs in the batter, right? <laughs> is that what you say? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... It's just like... No, wait, wait. It's just like the first... Did, did you just make a sex joke? No, it's just the first... It's the first tablespoon of baking powder, right? It's like the very beginning, <laughs> right? Uh, I don't know about these analogies, Zero. They're not working. That's okay. <laughs> we can move on because it's getting late and we're all still here in this desolate building <laughs> talking like to each other. With a razor. Yes, and there's only two beers left, so we got to keep uh, on I it. I know. we got to okay. get through this. Right. Power through it. We did that. Mailbag check. Uh, trail media. <laughs> trail uh, we watched a short film called Two Brothers, which was we found on YouTube via Disco's email that he sent to us. Yeah, it's part of the Appalachian Trail Conservancy's my AT story series. Yeah, I tried to stay awake. Which I didn't this know about five minute video, but I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a well, five next time. Try four gummy bears instead of yeah, there eight. You go yeah, I five <laughs> yeah. Let me take ten grams of marijuana, not just like two point five. Yes, all right, moving on. Anyway, it's a short film. It's about six minutes long. Yeah, it stars Mister Fabulous and Cannonball, who are two brothers. From New York City. From New York City. And Mr. Fabulous hiked the AT in its entirety in 2012. And I, I got the impression like his brother wasn't much of a hiker. His but brother's he, not a hiker. No. He wanted to give his brother just a little taste of the AT. So they like walked across Manhattan. walked From across, Harlem. Yeah, walked across the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. And then got on the long path and hiked the long path up to the AT and then did some miles in the AT. Let's go to a clip. Living just to work 
and uh, pay your bills, that's not, that's not living. I think the AT sets you free. I think the AT puts that aside for you for a while. It's like, look, I'll take this for you. Just put it over here for a while. And let me show you what I got. And I think the AT shows you um, what else is out there. You know? That was a really good clip. That was a great clip. And I really, I, I loved how these guys just were like such city dwellers, like full-on yeah. city dwellers. And, and, and I think it's really interesting that they just walked across the bridge and got on a trail, and it was actually that easy. And it granted... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Granted, you, just, you get on a trail on the New Jersey side of the Hudson River, and it's not wilderness. It's far from wilderness. But yeah. you're walking. You're walking on a paved path through a park, and then the paved path turns into a dirt path, and the dirt path turns into a trail, and the next thing you know, you're in the... You're you're up on Bear Mountain, you know. It's you're walking like, by White Blazes. And it might not be yeah. like the wilderness wilderness, but it's very far from the well, urban side. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I liked the brother at one point. He's like, you know, when the first few days it was just, you know, all I could see was one dreadlock disappearing <laughs> over the because <laughs> his the more experienced brother Mr. would like fabulous. Yeah, he'd yeah. wait for him to catch up, and as soon as he saw, saw that he was catching up, he'd take off again. And so, like the first few days, he, that's like he was hating it. Yeah. Know? And then uh, a little bit later in the video, a couple minutes later, he's talking about like, oh, we got to the top of this big climb and just the view up here. And oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of neat to see that like his, his, his brother's vision of like getting him to kind of get an idea of what it was like out there. It looked like it worked a little. Yeah. It was a really cool film. It was. We'll post a clip on our social media site so that you can see it too. Uh, it's well worth your six minutes. Absolutely. So check it out. Is it time for Ask a Hiker? Donations. Oh, we got to do donations. We got some donators we need to. How, do, how could we forget this? Come on. About. We got Bernie Sanders. Russ Kinder. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, Bernard <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> <Did> you, <laughs> are you talking about like Phil the Burn? <laughs> Let me tell you this. Deep, uh, deep Bernie. Bernie Sanders would support the trail show. <laughs> the trail show is good. <laughs> we got we the got senator <laughs> from Vermont. Yes. Bernie's, okay. Bernie Wolf, Gummy Bear. We oh, got Gumi. Russ Kinder. Craig Gully, what a guy. Chris Smith, also known as Gringo Madness. The Bobby so Walters. Crazy. Joshua Bowden. Diane Pinkerstein. David Vette. Hey! The quality of Justin Knowles. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Ingrid Gerard. William Kebab. Kebab. Bro-bra. Bro-cob. Bro-bra. Emery Samuel. Samuel Emery coming at you. <laughs> North Cascades hiker. Jeffrey Caldwell. And Buddy Sessoms. Sessions. And we also have our one-offs. One-offs? We have Liz Snorkel Thomas. Whoa! Oh. Wait, we're counting that? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Michael's okay. Michael Chester Chicken. Chester. We have Caitlin Garcia. Garcia. Anna Murray. Or Murray. Murray? Murray. 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 We'll and go with Murray. Kelly Wiley Lane, who Wiley. just, she and her beau just bought a tiny home in Alaska and um, she sent us our address so she we could send her stickers. And, man, they're out there. And I asked her, I was like, how far away is that from something close by? And she was like, well, we're at least on a road. So we're considered, like, near civilization here in Alaska. And I was just like, damn. damn. It looks remote. And winter is coming. <laughs> but <laughs> they seem pretty stoked. So Yeah, I bet winter is. I mean, it looks beautiful there, too. But sure. it looks harsh. So good on you. Good on you. Thanks, Wiley. And this month, our beer sponsor is... Crickets. <laughs> our cheap, this cheap, month, cheap. 
We have a great beer sponsor. It's all of our listeners, all of our donors. Yeah, how dare you, Dilo? Why yeah. why'd you play those crickets? I don't Come know, on. Man, that's what it says in the sheet, man. I'm just going by what you guys have written here. No, thanks to all our trail show donors. Yes. They keep us in the suds. That's right. Keep us in the suds. And they pay the mortgage. All right, we've got space. Or the rent. We're coming in for the kill. We got Ask a Hiker with Dilo. Oh my god. Did you get some questions this month? I do. I have two questions this month. What do you got? The question number one is from the Insincorator. The Insincorator <laughs> says, Dear Trail Show, I've been listening to your banter for a few months now on my long-distance hikes. Your show always gets me to the top of that 2,000-foot vertical gain when it's the last few miles of the day. And for that, I'm super grateful. My Ask a Hiker question is simply this. Having enjoyed a great thru-hike all summer long, how do you transition back into the non-hiking life? And more importantly, what do you do to keep yourself busy? When I'm hiking, there's no question about what to do. I hike with friends, sometimes without, and it's amazing. The days go by in a blur, but when summertime has come and gone, my oh my, and the trail is done and working resumes, what do you do to keep yourself entertained and fulfilled while awaiting next summer's hike? Thanks for continuing to crank out the episodes, and cheers to Special, who brings an air of intellectualism to the show. Oh, wow. The Insincorator from Athens, Georgia. Oh, P.S. Can you guys set me up on a date with Buck 30? He is the epitome of the hiking Adonis. Thank you. <laughs> she must have him confused with someone else. Wait a minute. But bef- before we answer this question, yeah. D'Lo, did I hear a little like, Summertime. You did. Well, you did. Well, how, how does it go? Uh, it, it sounds like the Insincorator has listened to some of our past October episodes. Yeah. And uh, what was that? Lyric? Some of our some of our past October episodes, we uh, we we might we might sing a song where we we recognize that um, summertime has come, come and gone. My oh my. Okay, we yeah. have we have the perfect person to oh, tackle yes. this question in the room right now. Who is Zool probably dealing with is, this right now? You are going yep. through this right now. You're you're less than a month off a of PCT through hike. What advice do you have for the insincorator? How are you keeping yourself alive? Basically, uh, <laughs> yeah. why haven't you just ended am, it all? I am being held together by a lot of Netflix uh, and also a lot of reading. Reading, I think if you're into that sort of thing, helps to to sort of give you that same sort of escapism. Um, yeah. So I've been doing a lot of reading. I've been doing a lot of coloring because I'm that kind of nerd. Oh, cool. uh, and been doing a lot of gaming because I'm also that kind of nerd. So <laughs> Nice. That is that is how I pass my time when I'm not you doing know, the work she, stuff. She, I, I should also point out that she's she spends most of her time in or around the bed. Okay. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's that's probably it. that probably helps as well. I am Homo sapiens Snorlaxicus. Yeah, that yeah. is me. I like it. You have to read this book called Tribe. I don't know if you heard our recommendation from last month's show, but yeah, it's incredible, it. especially for people that are going through the transition you're going through. Right and now. it sounds like you're doing yes. a lot of readings. So that begin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I do after I finish a long hike? I get a job and turn into a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. I, my advice would be don't immediately go s- full sloth. Like, still try to get out and get some sunlight and some vitamin D. Like, get out there, get some exercise, do some walking. Even if it's just, like, t- 15, 20, 30 minutes of walking, you know, on a, on a local trail or even on the sidewalk. Whatever you've got in Sinkerator, embrace it. Get out there. Like, don't don't just turn into a manatee. Yeah, right? or right, you Peter? could... Um 
you know, there's a you could hike some trails that are in different seasons if you want to keep hiking. I I heard there's a a lovely trail in Israel right now that if you want to. <laughs> oh, especially sh- if you're looking for short the man. Hairy, soon. Short especially guy. if you're looking for that Adonis, well, the Adonis short, of yeah. hiking, right short there. Short hairy guy that lives on, uh, you know, Little Debbie's and uh, Diet Coke. Uh-huh. Might be the place to find him. Which is, I, I, I understand that's how he keeps his figure. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's correct. I would suggest you get a library card um, <laughs> and yeah. a job. Yep. And uh, if you're really gung-ho on going hiking next summer, you make that your like main focus. And you, like, yeah, start planning. That yeah, can be a fun thing to do. Yeah, start planning and you save money and you try not to spend money and you read books. Man, and working you know? really does help to some extent. Like not like yeah. diving in like super head first, but like just sticking that toe in. Just mm-hmm. sticking that yeah. toe in. Yeah. But I think it's also important to let yourself go through reentry rather than like feel like it's something that you don't have any control over something to end. That yeah. just, that yeah. like, just like, it's okay. It, it's normal to feel like slightly displaced and slightly weird. And like, that's what the book tries really all stuff. about. Yeah, you know? totally. Poop in your yard. That'll make you feel better. Dig cat <laughs> holes yeah. in your yard. Yeah. Sleep yeah, outside. Blow up, blow up your air mattress and sleep in your living room. Maybe yep. yeah. drink some room temperature emergency. We- wear that really crappy shirt that nobody else can stand the smell of anymore. Yes. Yeah. All right. This is all very solid advice. advice. Dilo, any other questions? Yes, we have question number two here. Question number two is from uh, Wernerd Bompf from Germany. Wernerd writes, Dear Trail Show, I appreciate all the extensive trail knowledge, wisdom, and humor you share in your shows. And having listened to them all, some of them more than once, I have to ask, have you ever thought of making them shorter? I mean, for for the love of God, man. Your recent show on the West Highland Way was three hours and seven minutes long. <laughs> three hours and seven minutes long. So tonight on Ask a Hiker, I'd like to ask you to discuss among yourselves how you can make your show shorter. And now discuss. Well, I, you know what? Wow. There's one, there's one answer, uh, Wernard, that we have about how to make our trail show shorter, and that is to not answer this question. Yeah. I think that sounds right. like a great start. Moving on. Yeah, moving right. on. That is, yeah. We're doing it right now. We're going to make this this thing shorter. Dilo, did you have any other questions tonight? If I did, I didn't want to talk about them. Okay. Are we done at with Ask a Hiker? At Wernard's request. Okay. Yeah. That is. So Ask a Hiker's over? Yeah. We'll just save all the restrooms for next month's show and have a four-hour show. There Ooh. it is. I love that idea. Man, we're cruising. You know what this music means? It's time for oh, Ask a yeah. It's time for Ask a She-Hiker. <laughs> is it time to go to the water slide park? It's no. time to talk about tent stakes. <laughs> oh. Ask a She-Hiker? No, tent stakes. Tent Do we, stakes. We don't have Ask a She-Hiker, right? No. No, apparently that's not going to happen until we get a female president. Okay, very good. Uh, <laughs> maybe next month then. Okay, uh, moving on to Special 41. Special, do you have a tent stake this month? I sure do. Is that, is that it sure right in your do. hand? It's here? right in my hand. No way. So I actually brought with me today uh, the DAC or DAC. The DAC? Uh, this is going to be a V-shaped cross section to the tent pole or tent stake. This tent stake weighs 11 grams. It's uh, 0.4 ounces. That's light. Um, yeah, it's you know it's it's not heavy, but it's not super light. Uh, you can certainly get lighter ones. Does it uh, bend when you hammer it into the ground with no? The rock? And in fact, this one, uh, if it, and I'll pass it around so everybody can see. But I've I've actually hammered the heck out of the top of this one. Can I and, see? And you can see a little bit of mushrooming going on on the metal there. And mushrooming. It, and it has not started to bend the stake at Is all. Is it made out of titanium? I don't believe so. No. What happens if I stab myself with it? <laughs> 
I believe you will still bleed. Okay. You'll scream yeah. like that guy that got stung by the... <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so the hard. most painful thing ever. You know what I don't like about those steaks? If you hammer them in, they're really hard to get out, and they tear your hand up when you're trying oh. to pull them out because they're little grooves. The extraction. Well, the extraction yeah. so is tough. You know what I do is I actually take a little piece of the... Uh, of either the cord, um, yeah, or, I tried that. Yeah, or if you've got um, a tent stake that I'll talk about in a future episode, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can actually use one of those tent stakes to get in there. And well, well, are you that. saying you need what to carry two what? different t- styles yeah, of tent of stakes? I, of course, I probably have. Like <laughs> when I go when I go hiking, I think I carry like <laughs> seven different kinds of stakes. <laughs> yeah, you know what I like to do with those ones. I just carry like twenty of them, and I just pound them in at night, and then leave them. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, these are gu- these are good ones. Uh, definitely, you definitely leave them there. Definitely a solid performer. Oh, I think you know what? I maybe I found one of your tent stakes actually, because <laughs> when we were camping up up at Odessa Lake uh, a few days ago, I found two tent stakes. Yeah, I left like eight yeah. there. Yeah, one of them was a, a, a V cross section. They call I, that trail booty. Oh. Yar. So yeah, uh, this month we're the the DAC tent stake. It's DAC, it, it's uh, it's great. So how what's what is the best method to extract a dent a DAC tent stake from the ground? I kick him to the side you first. Need to keep it. I, I I like to kick him to the side first if they don't immediately come like out. Like kick it with your toes and loosen it up a little bit. I use the heel on my foot so that okay. I don't like you know injure your toenail toe or something, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But. Yeah, just give them a little. You know heel, what I did to my then, toe? Uh, yank them right out. You know what I did to my toe yesterday? Was it dirty? Tell me about no, it. No, I I I, uh, I tamped it with like a forty-five pound pound Ooh. like bar iron, iron tool. Yeah, oh. yeah. It was just like smash, and I was like, oh, that was my toe. There you have it. That's the uh, tent stake this month. Uh, we'll post a photo. This music can only mean one thing. This is part of the show where we end the show. Oh, right. it's over? It is over. Thanks to everyone. Oh, Wait, I thought... Could, Thanks we to got a, everyone. We got at least another hour of stuff to talk about. Why are we ending the show now? Did I did I miss a segment? Uh, let's make some up. We could yeah. talk for like another <laughs> hour. Yeah, I don't think I the mean, beer store is We're only yet. 30 minutes over a lot of time in this uh, I mean, studio I, space. I feel like if we didn't put up at least like a three and a half hour show, like people are going to start... They're going to complain. What, what, what are they going to think? I know. You know we're backsliding. We don't want it to Can't get shorter. Can't even get, it, get to a three-hour show. What a bunch of schmucks. Thanks what do we pay you guys for? That's Seriously. right. What do we pay you guys for? Wait, you guys get paid? Uh, okay. Channel. Moving on. We're on the uh, Clear Channel salary. Does nobody know this? Should we not talk about this on the air? I, Disco, do you want to roll the credits? I think, I think they can make us a better offer. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. A big thanks to Snorkel for speaking to us on the L2H. And Zul for talking to us about your PCT hike. Thanks a million to all our monthly PayPal donors, POD. Yes, thank you so much. And our one-offs. And a huge thanks to RailRiders.com for sponsoring this month's show. RailRiders started as a sailing apparel company, but it turns out not that many people sail. So CEO and founder John Darboloff saw an opportunity to move the quick-drying synthetic clothing he developed for the yacht racing world onto solid ground. Their first big product, the Weather Pants, won awards and redefined the hiking pant genre. Cheers. The transition from sea to land still defines the Railriders brand. Their emphasis on functionality means their products can keep up with all the different activities that you do. 
Quick drying fabrics and durable designs can get you through the most hardcore adventure or just every day for life. For 10% off on all Railriders gear, go to railriders.com and use the code TRAILSHOW at checkout for 10% off your next order. Big thanks to Rail Riders. We appreciate it. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at twitter.com slash trailshow, on Facebook, Instagram, at thetrailshow, on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter individually. I'm at Lawton G. Delo is at DLOW. POD is at Felicia Darkness. Special 41 is at Janae Daoud. Zul, you can find her on the interweb sphere at browngirlonthepct.com. Another trail show has come and gone, but don't shed a tear in your beer. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, Delo, Special 41, Snorkel, and Zul, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao, 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 ciao. Download the Red Tent Show. Go vote. Yeah, go vote. Get out, vote. Vote. I grabbed her in her. Orin Hatch. Orin Hatch. Orin is my homie. Orin. Orin. Raise your menstrual cup and download the Red Tent Show. Yes. Hold the record lightly. And they're like, wait, really? And I was like, yeah, really? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I do after I finish a long hike? I get a job and turn into a manatee. Hey, folks, it's going to be a month until our next regular show is out. If you need more trail show and want to support the podcast, go download our latest bonus show for 99 cents at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. We're talking about change back on a dollar here. Delo told me you've got 99 cents in your couch cushions. So go dig it out and download our latest bonus show at cdbaby.com slash artist slash the trail show. Thank you.